1: We welcome in everybody out there watching, paying attention to what we do here on the Jacob Media YouTube page, The Middle. Now, Barrett Brooks is still out today. Yes. He will be back tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I think he's coming back from Atlanta sometime today. And uh, he'll join us uh, tomorrow, just in time for game time, A-Time. You see how that works out for Barrett? Typical veteran move.
1: Yep. Absolutely. All day.
2: Yep. All week. But he's still going to suit up for the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And take away valuable playing time from us who got bumped up to the ones all week. And then are sitting around like, hey, what happened here? This guy wasn't around at all.
2: Right. Yesterday was like meetings for us, so we weren't on on the radio. But, yeah, the Monday we had a full practice with the Patriots. Today we got a little walkthrough action. And then tomorrow Barrett shows up and plays in the game, and we go back to the bench. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way it is. Unbelievable, man. But no. but we had a great day yesterday. And we'll detail that for, for everybody because uh uh that was that was phenomenal. I'm just so glad the weather held up for oh my us. goodness.
1: Well, didn't one of our own win best dressed? Yes, Kevin Bloomfield on the stream, yes,
2: showed up. He was one of the first people there that that morning because I had to go in there early, and I see him sitting around in this unbelievable outfit bedecked with shamrocks you know, green and white from head to toe. And I'm like, man, he's, he really put a lot of thought into this. And, um, you know, he's obviously trying to
1: get win best dressed and he, we won it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That, that's something where you come into, like, you could come into a golf outing saying, you know, I want to win this thing. Right. That's pretty difficult to do, but you have a lot more control over winning something like best dressed than you do your putting. Absolutely. Yeah. And Bloomfield went out and he he was he set out to win best dress and damn it, he won it.
3: He and did. He,
1: that was commitment, you know from I'm, I wonder how long he had that outfit in the works for well, the, here's for, the thing though, Harry, you you mentioned like building up to it right in the works. how yeah. long was this thing planned? And I don't know if maybe Kevin thought, the humidity wouldn't be as bad, or the rain would kind of cool stuff off. But mm-hmm. I was in a golf shirt and shorts, and I'm right. absolute, I felt like I just got out of a bath. Yeah, like every five minutes. Kevin's outfit was for. Correct me if I'm wrong here. At least long pants. Oh, he had the pulled. slacks. Right. he have long sleeves as well.
2: I, I, I think he did. And, uh, you know, and he had the white shoes. I mean, you know, from the hat to head to toe, he was in uniform.
1: I was amazing. Yeah. Now, do we know how Kevin shot yesterday? I do not. I mean, does it really matter? Not at all. No, I'll tell you, it's probably better than, it definitely better than me. So I'm not going to say anything. And and he looked better than me too.
2: Well, it it was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, we, 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 uh, We showed up, though. I mean, we represented well. You and I, yes. Yeah, I mean, our group.
1: Well, we finished six under as a group, correct? Right, right. It was about where, do you think, in the meat of the outing? Uh, We were probably right kind of in the middle of the pack. Really? Yeah. Okay, I thought we'd yeah. be up in the top part, to be honest with you.
2: Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't even remember exactly what won it. It was the guys from X-Golf, that group that was ahead of us, one hole ahead of us. The, okay. They they ended up taking the prize. I think it was and like
1: 13, 14 under, right?
2: I would assume so. Yeah. But I you know, I don't know. I can find that out. I now, look, say.
1: we did beat the president. Yes, we did. Of iHeartRadio and Jeff Moore. We beat There's that there. group like a drum, let's be Seriously. honest. Seriously. yeah so so that was nice. Did we beat our program director in Sean Brace's group? I imagine we did. I believe so. Yeah, because yeah. they were about one under when we were consistent. Now, we had a guy. It was you, myself, my brother-in-law, Chris. And we had a guy in Ryan. Ryan Worthy
2: works, is his name.
1: Works with the Philadelphia Union. Yes. And, my I got to reach out to Chris Albright and tell him to give this guy a raise. Yeah, because- well, I'll tell you what. You're not kidding. He carried us on a couple of, them, like the difference between, and look, you had an amazing day. I think Chris helped out a lot. We were able to use a couple of my shots, but the difference I think between the three of us and Ryan was that we could get out of a bad situation so easy with him Mm -hmm. as opposed to having to rely on one of us hitting a three iron from 220 out in, in the thick of it.
2: Right, right. Like
1: the thick shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I ended up firing one in there close to where we made Eagle on a par five. Um, You sunk a birdie putt. You sunk a big par putt for us. Uh, But this guy was unbelievable. I mean, he played college golf at Penn State. He's six foot five. Uh, It really wasn't unbelievable. I mean, he would hit five irons and stuff just like meteors up so high. I mean, when you got a guy that can do that, that's uh, that's special.
1: So, and look, you know, every now and again, job. my brother-in-law hits one, you know, two ninety. Oh yeah, goes straight like that. He can when he wasn't on a conference way. call.
2: You know, yeah, I mean, the guy, the, we, I mean, we think we went eight straight holes where he's on a conference call with earbuds in his, and he was walking like you were driving him in the cart, and he was like, "Now I can't do this. I got to walk because he's got to he's got to be on the phone because he's outed
1: as as playing golf instead right. of being on the call.
2: Right? He's like that guy in that commercial on Golf Channel all the time. He gets out of the car. On a call with his earbuds in, but he's really playing golf.
4: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> I think he was on a call, like handling a call. And I hope he sold something. I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Medical stuff. So you're right. Only right. One a year. Right. It's like hitting a DFS tournament. Right.
4: Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May.
1: All right. We are live now, joined by Sports Map Radio. And. Just talking a little bit about this fantastic golf outing from iHeartRadio to 1912, where Harry is a member and swinging and ding it. Swing it and ding it was right. guess, the, the main vehicle behind it. Right. You know, we did see all the other stations there. DAS was yeah, there. And right. it was amazing to see this. Was, this was one of the coolest outings that that I've seen that I've been a part of. And we were hanging out the first couple of minutes reflecting on that as really one of our own in Kevin Bloomfield who has been a part of what you and I have been doing even before the middle oh yeah he used to Going come out and see us parks. at parks all yes. the time yeah yes and yeah. Uh, we just wanted to give him a shout because he won best dressed correct and we got to send a pic of him to Ron Culver because Culver wouldn't even believe us no i know we described the shamrock outing and <laughs>
2: Oof. <laughs> I think he's available, uh, Kevin Bloomfield, in that outfit for parties on around St. Patrick's Day. Hey, you know,
1: you know, if if I'm him, maybe you do that. Maybe it's mm-hmm. like instead of wedding crashers, it's like outing crashers. Where right. you can hire that guy to show up, and then Kevin comes in with the full shamrock stuff, and it just adds a little bit of. He's like an Irish mascot. Yes,
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that works still. That definitely works still. But a
2: lot going on in sports, though. This, uh, you know, obviously we weren't on yesterday, but there's uh, there's a lot of headlines that we can cover here. We got a couple of good guests coming on today.
1: Yes, we do. You now, know? what headlines did we miss yesterday? Because I didn't pay attention. I didn't have to work yesterday, right? So I didn't pay attention. to Anything? Well, Joel Embiid got super maxed.
2: Oh, so if yes. anybody needs a loan, just go up to Joel Embiid because he is uh, absolutely filthy rich. Tim Tebow got cut yesterday in Jacksonville. Cut. Yes, he did. Um, I'm not sure if that's a bigger story than the carry on Johnson era with the Philadelphia Eagles has come to an abrupt end as he's been released as well. The running back that they got, uh, I think he was with Detroit. Detroit last year, and he came from Auburn, had some injury issues, and he was injured for the Birds, and he's now been released. Jalen Hurts apparently and J- and Jalen Rager lit it up yesterday. Oh yeah, in the uh, joint practices, the yeah. wide receiver group showed up for the
1: Eagles apparently. Well, I saw. This is uh, I'll tell you in a second. Here we'll be back in three on Map Radio. Okay. So I saw on the news. Came home last night and my wife is there doing stuff with the baby. And the news NBC is on in the background. And Mm -hmm. lo and behold, who do I see live down outside training camp? Johnny Clark. Yeah. Who was at the outing? At the outing yesterday. Yeah. He must have. Now, he must have got to his destination better than the long driver trying to get to the airport, right? Well, the long driver,
2: Wes Patterson, who was great yesterday, he was a big hit with everybody, gave John Clark a tip on the driving range that apparently really worked for Johnny uh, throughout the outing. He was hitting the ball a lot better according to what he told me. And it was due to Wes Patterson's tip. But Wes was was, Wes was trying to get to the airport, but he ended up changing his flight. Okay. Because he ended up, uh, I think meeting someone at the outing wink wink. Is that right? Yes. Do we know who? Well,
1: I, I can describe her, but I don't know her name. Do you know what she does? Is she like with anybody?
2: Well, she was one of the the entourage that was on one of the the holes. She was brought there, you know, as a like, oh, a like PR a, firm.
1: She's like with a, like a PR firm. Oh, OK, so one yeah. of the nice looking young women in like the short shorts. Exactly. OK. okay. Yes. Nice. So good job out of Wes. Yeah. Well, how old is Wes? Because they look like they were like 20. Wes is probably,
2: you know, late 20s, maybe early okay. 30s max. Right.
1: Well, what was the tip that he gave? That's what I'm really curious. About. I don't know. We don't, We'll that's, have to talk about. We'll have to talk to John
2: Clark about that some point here soon. We'll have to get him on to talk a little Eagles and stuff. But when then we can ask him. But I don't know. He just uh. said he gave him a tip and it worked. I mean,
1: jeez. Yeah. You know, we didn't get any tips. Mm-hmm. Why did he get a tip? where's west west isn't from here it's not like no he lives in florida yeah he he couldn't pull john clark out of a lineup he just flies in for games (laughs) seriously so what the hell i didn't know that look i didn't know that you could overstep your bounds by asking the guy for a tip i thought you would just say all right you know you hit the ball we'll see if we can play his ball or not well no i
2: think he was doing like a clinic on the range and i guess he must have noticed a hitch in johnny's move and you know adjusted it and it worked
1: Ooh, yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: Now I got to I mean, go. You didn't
1: show them your move. I don't. I don't have a move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I have a step to the left. That's about it. You know. Jeez, I, I'm just. I'm just disappointed. I didn't get a tip. I'll right. take a tip from. I'll take a tip from you. You had your putting game going. Yeah. Well, I'll take a tip from anybody. <laughs> at this point, it's just like parenting advice. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. So, just try. You're man. learning day by day. Seriously. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I see Kevon Wallace
2: for the Eagles. One of the uh, defensive backs apparently was taunting Cam Newton
1: during some of the uh, workouts. How about really? that? Cam goes from some kid in the crowd to now football players, his own peers. Yeah. Ripping him. And this guy isn't even a star. Like
2: this is a former MVP quarterback.
1: <laughs> right. You know? This is what, a, a second or third right now, right now year safety, safety, right? Here's yeah. it's calling him the check down king. All right. Now let, let's, where do you see this story here about uh, Cam Newton getting harassed at Eagles practice? This, it's not okay. even an Eagles fan who's doing
5: it.
2: I saw it somewhere on Twitter. I'll find it. I wrote it down. It was apparently calling him check down king during, uh, you know, some of the workouts. check down Charlie. No, no. Referring to him as a running back. I mean, he was woofing on him, apparently. Wow.
1: Was this like yelling at him or was this in some press conference after the fact? No, I think it was during uh, on the field. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, Cam just getting harassed out there, man. I mean, if that might be time. He's not command. Carmelo Anthony commands more respect. Here it is. Newton.
2: Eagles Nation on Twitter at PHL Eagles Nation. This was 20 hours ago. Kavon Wallace spent today heckling Cam Newton. Wallace was relentless, saying, quote, not only are you only throwing checkdowns, that's all you ever do over and over. You're the king of it, end quote.
1: Ooh, just now, did Wallace have any play? Is there anything associated with what Wallace might have done out there on the field. Mike Kay tweeted about it, too, who covers the Eagles. Check down, King.
2: Uh, after he dumped one off to a running back on a 7-on-7, seven seven, the next play, Wallace yells, running back on cue. Newton threw it to White in the flat.
1: Well, he's calling out the play. He's not calling Cam a running back. No, but he called him checkdown king. Yeah, he's, yeah, the checkdown. That's down all back, you ever do. That's the That's the assault of it, right there. Is the checkdown king element? Yes, right. I, I can see that point. Right, right. But it's. I thought like maybe he was calling him a running back. Like, man, you're just a run. Like people call Lamar Jackson. Right, he right, right. He's A running back. Lamar's a running back. Although Cam really is their best goal line option anyway with the ball, so. They got good running backs in New England. They just have a lot of running backs. Yeah, you know, like right. you're going to have to cut two legit guys. You know, not too legit to quit. No, not too. Although, speaking of something similar to that, apparently, tag team was performing at the White Sox game yesterday. Is that
2: right? Yes, I saw well, it. Yes, of the of the great Geico commercial. Correct. Right? Yeah, so they've had a they've had a rena- renaissance, I guess. As a
1: result of that commercial being a huge success, that's right. Look, the Patriots have Damian Harris, Michelle White, Stevenson, and JJ Taylor. Yeah. Two of these guys are going to be gone. Stevenson was a fourth round draft pick in this most recent draft, too. I don't think he gets cut. Although, you know, so my guess would be somebody like James White isn't going anywhere because he serves a role. Right. JJ Taylor is the obvious choice to be cut. Mm-hmm. But you know, Sony Michelle is most likely going to be cut. You think I, so? I over well look at this. Well, he it, gets signed in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And yeah. and check out Atlanta because I think Atlanta is just salvating right now to hop on one of these guys, especially mm-hmm. if it's Michelle. But I'm saying, like, James White's locked in. You just drafted Stevenson, right? And JJ Taylor is expendable, but you know, Damian Harris versus Sony Michelle. Who are you going to keep? I think you keep Harris, you keep right? Harris. Yeah. yeah you keep okay. Harris. He's yeah. the younger option anyway, right? Right. Right. Madison Southern High School's finest. Just yeah, saying, so I mean, you know, the Eagles cut uh, Kavon uh, Carrion as Carrion Johnson. Yeah. Right. But hurt. that backfield didn't need him. No. That's all I'm saying
2: you know maybe uh, maybe hoodie can swing a trade one of his running backs that he would would cut for a wide receiver. They always need wide receiver help. They got tight ends.
1: Yeah. you think you can get anything back for Sony Michelle if they know that you just want to release him anyway?
2: No, well, who knows. That's what Howie would try to do.
1: <laughs>
2: Wait for an injury. Hey, That's I got uh, I got this guy. That's true, you know. All these guys try to do that. Nobody wants to give people away if they don't have to. Correct.
1: But that's another thing, too. Uh, I don't know, man, if uh, this is just such a strange situation where everybody knows guys are going to get released. Like, that's what we're dealing with here with Zach Ertz.
0: right? Right.
1: I think it's just a game of chicken with Ertz where teams are just begging the teams out there to release him. Mm-hmm. And not buying into well, if if, and again, I don't think he gets released, and and that's what we're getting right now is, what, what, is that he's not going to get released.
2: What happens to Andre Dillard?
1: I don't know if you can move him. Isn't yeah,
2: I don't know moved? either. He's hurt now, apparently. Yeah, but I mean, he was going to lose that job anyway, or he he was not going to win that competition against Malata.
1: No, and I think that's really the issue of how much. Right, you're seeing a dip in value, oh no, no
2: question, but I think they could probably once he gets healthy, move him for something because he was you know thought of as a first round selection, and somebody would say, hey, I think I, I think we can coach this guy up, you know, to at least be a swing tackle for us, you know he doesn't have to be necessarily a starter, but we'll give you a sixth round pick for him.
1: you know, you think you can get that much? I don't know, but Here's I'm saying thing- that's what you you try to do. How much more time do you have Dillard under, though? Like, he was a first-round pick, what, two years ago? Uh, Yes. 2019 draft, you have him under. Like, if I'm the Eagles, I'm keeping him. Well, okay, actually, I don't know. Do you keep him until you have to then make a decision? Because you're not going to pick up the fifth-year option on the guy. But you can still keep him under a rookie contract and have him as just a highly drafted backup. Yeah. Does that hurt you though? I mean, look, it's... if Andre Dillard's not out there as a starter, does it hurt you outside of the ego hit? Yeah. Does it hurt you to have him as a backup? There'd be cap implications, obviously. Well, that's, that's after his rookie deal, Harry. Yeah. That's after the four <clears> years to where you have to either pick up the fifth year option which I don't think they will, right? No. Or just let him go into free agency. But, I mean, there's after. still cap implications if you
2: trade him too. Correct. Correct. You know, so they'd have to they'd have to weigh that against you know thinking that he's you know beyond repair or not worth keeping. You know, they got other guys on that roster too that are second string guys that they probably think are even better than him at this point.
1: Yeah,
5: They're cheaper.
2: They, that is true. Right. That weren't drafted or were drafted, you know, in the mid to late rounds.
1: I just don't know if you have. But is is it that much of an issue until you actually have to pay them? Right. Like I get what you're saying, which is somebody drafted in the fifth round in their rookie deal is going to be paid less than somebody draft drafted. Part of me in the first, first round. But overall, Dillard isn't really hurting this team from an economic standpoint yet. No, that's not Right, right. So with that said, how motivated are you just to get rid of his ass for like a sixth, maybe seventh round pick in cash versus. And this is what I'm asking. Versus holding on to him as just an overpriced backup because he's not overpriced to the point where he's killing you. No, he's overpriced of where you got him to what you're getting back. And yeah, and the disappointment factor of you know missing
2: in the first round. Absolutely. Which then how he looks and says, yeah, but I hit in the seventh round because the guy who's playing instead of him is a stud. Yep. I'm reading that not only you know is he one of the. You know, he's the best left tackle option for the Eagles. He could end up playing himself into being one of the best left tackles in football
1: like this year. Yeah, I, I think what's under discussed about that point is just how much a healthy line around him or really to the right of them. Right. right. Sam Mallow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And look, Sam is going to be the big piece here because we know that Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson are arguably when healthy the best or top five center through right tackle you'll find in the NFL.
2: And don't forget about Landon Dickerson too.
1: Yeah. I, they could I mean, plug him in at any couple of those spots. Let's see. I'm I'm going to wait and see about Landon. Is that okay? Okay. Look, I don't know what to expect for him, but right. could Landon Dickerson upseat Troy Palomalo? Absolutely. Or Troy Palomalo. Jeez. Isaac Sayamalo. Absolutely.
6: Isaac, yes. He could. Absolutely. He could. <laughs>
1: And I would have to, not. He ain't upseating Palomalo, that's for sure. <laughs> Although Palomalo might be a better blocker right now than Dillard. <laughs> you never know, even in retirement. That's what I, Yes, I'm talking yeah. about retirement. Even with his gold jacket on and his and his bottle of hair, uh, Head and Shoulders. He'd show up with the jacket. Nah, right. I don't need pads, man. You know he's got yeah. like that soft. Yeah. Bo- nah, I don't need pads, man. <laughs> I just put somebody on their back, look up at Andre Dillard, and say, "You're up, Chief." Right. Jeez. Unbelievable, man. Now, did you see
2: um, the Phillies have come on hard times ever since we started to think that they might be interesting for a couple of weeks? Oh, yeah. When they yeah. beat up
1: the Mets, who yeah. are
2: also equally as bad. Right. Which I said, you know, let's wait and see. They've got my interest. I'm going to watch them against these
1: better teams now that they're playing. They lost to the Diamondbacks. Huh. And worst team in baseball with a kid who comes off the 10 day IL and just dominates them. Right. And in their last seven days, this is courtesy of Kevin
2: Kincaid on Twitter. He's a content machine, by the way.
1: Well, he's the only guy creating content for Crossing Broad, so I think he needs to justify his existence by putting out a ton of stuff.
2: Well, he does an amazing job, and apparently he was on Birds 365. Today? Uh, Either today or yesterday. Hold on on a second. Hold on a second.
1: This is not like uh, Kevin Kincaid is a middle guest versus a birds 365 guests, but Kincaid isn't an Eagle. Like you don't go to Kincaid for Eagle stuff. You go to him for everything. You go to like, like Jeff Kerr. He's like an a la a carte birds guy. Yeah. But that's why he's, a, he's best suited for this show. Well, like, I agree. He's not, he's so not an individual. Is, so your beef is with the bird, with the, the brick, the brick wall gang. Well, not beef. Like I'm not saying, Hey, they stole our guest beef. What I'm saying is that, you know, Kincaid, is a guy you go to for, like, fluff stuff with the Eagles, you know? Like the top 100 people that should ring the bell for the 76ers next year. Right, right. Not Jody Mack and John McMullen diving deep on the third-string cornerback situation with Kevin. That's all I'm saying. No, no, fair point. It's a fair point. Now, maybe they wanted to lighten it up today. Maybe they just wanted to, you know, go in a little
2: different direction. It was two heavy X's and O's. They wanted to sort of lighten the mood. Yeah, what you're saying? I maybe. Yeah, I I can't speak for them, but in the last seven days, the Phillies have 34 hits, which is last in the major leagues. They've scored 17 runs, which is 29th in the major leagues. Mm -hmm. Their batting average is dead last at 183. As uh, their on base is 29th at 274. Their slugging is last, and their OPS is obviously last.
1: Last. Last, last in the last seven days, in major league lost to the worst team in baseball, at least in the National League. Right. And their two stud pitchers were lousy uh, and lost to the Reds. Yep. Oh, man. Wheeler got pushed and poked Two around. home runs. He gave up, right? Yeah. And uh, Nola got batted around. So what do we do? Do we jump right back on the D backs tonight? Uh, I don't know who's going tonight. Ranger Suarez is going tonight. Oh, okay, and I can tell you as far as Arizona, well, he'll go four innings. Humberto Castro, right? Okay. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Castellanos, is that what it is?
2: Castellano.
1: Yeah, Casta- yeah. yeah, Castellanos. I, I don't know. Humberto Castellanos is going tonight.
2: If you think I'm remotely dialed in on the Diamondbacks pitching staff,
1: well, look, you know. It's either he or Suarez tonight. And I think between the two of them, like, can you do a Johnny Miller Suarez? Yeah. <laughs> Ranger Suarez. I don't know. Between He's this great, two. by the way. Yeah, he is fantastic. I remember actually r- real quick. We got to take a break on. It's John network.
2: Miller, not Johnny Miller.
1: I, I when you think say Johnny
2: good. Miller. People think uh, the golfer and the broadcaster, former broadcaster.
1: That's who I'm talking about. The former broadcaster.
2: You're talking about John Miller, who did the Giants games and ESPN and also
1: with, uh, Joe, with Morgan. Joe Morgan. Yes, yeah, I've heard many people refer to him as Johnny, though. Really? Yeah, oh. absolutely. Not Maybe not on in an interview. Well, let's bring in Johnny Miller. But I've right. heard I've heard, like I'm trying to think of somebody who like J-Hap apparently gets really upset when you call him J-Hap and not J-A-Hap. Oh, yeah. 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 So I don't know if it's anything like that. All right, we got to take a quick break uh, across the board here coming up. Actually, I actually have a pretty cool Miller story regarding Harry Callis of all things, but that's another day, another time, maybe when Dan Schwartzman comes back on the show. Cause he was there for that thing. All right. It is the middle live on the Jacob media, YouTube page and
6: sports map radio.
4: I get scared sometimes
6: of a lot of things
5: joining in
6: decisions,
4: the dark, the dark,
6: There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at goarmy.com.
4: Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Chander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
1: All right. Anything else on that? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I saw I
2: found the picture of Kevin Bloomfield that I'm going to send to Ron Culver and you and maybe we can pop it up on the on the screen. We
1: we can pop it on the screen, but what I'd like to see if we can get like because Culver is behind the board down in Houston and he's the radio guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have the benefit of having the stream, having the cameras. All visual here. Right. What I just want him to see it, though. Well, no, but what I'd like him to do is with the radio mentality that he has to describe it to our radio audience. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. You and I have already seen it. We're using the benefit of video here. So it's easy. Right. All right.
2: Well, I just sent it. And 14 under one that was the 14 under was the winning score.
1: Okay, so yesterday. we were eight off. Now, I wonder how many people groups were in between 14-under and 6-under. Well, and you know why we, we were 8-under. We should have been – or 6-under. We were, should have been 7.
2: At least seven. We chose the wrong tee shot on the 13th hole. I yeah, was in we, the middle of the fairway, about right. 70 yards off the green, and we went with those other guys that went – just missed the green, but they were in the rough. Right, and it was and, a tough shot all. Yes, all. Yeah. small green, tough to hold the green from the rough. No,
1: that's not easy yeah. by any means. So, now, Culver, do you see this picture yet? He's probably not even standing by. No, me. he's probably not. No, I was
5: actually texting you guys like, when do I look at the photo? Like, you want instant reaction? I have not opened. I got the email. The email has been received. I have not opened uh, the email up yet.
1: Okay. Oh, are you well, watching the stream? How about that? No. <clears throat> no. Okay. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, to be fair, you, you shouldn't have to. You're producing the radio element of it. I, I wouldn't subject you to both, yeah,
5: but not I on see, purpose, to, <laughs> at least.
4: I don't need to see your faces today.
5: I mean, I have it as one of my tabs. That's all right. That's all right. Is that, does that count? I'm halfway there. Yep. Yeah, that I'm, counts. The, the tab is open. Uh, I just um not clicked on it. Yet. Well,
1: it's up there now for everybody to see.
2: Yeah. To see. He did not have a long sleeve shirt on, so we were wrong about that.
5: Those are fantastic
2: pants. Right? Yeah, those pants are great. But he said he was sweating his, you know what, off.
5: Yeah. Do you think it's reversible? Like, if he if he mm. folded them inside out, would the right leg all of a sudden be white and the left leg be green? <laughs> Ooh, that's a great question. A good I mean, point. It matches up perfectly.
2: Yeah. Now I had my transfusions shirt on. Yes, which apparently other people did as well. Yeah, that was like, there were three of them there. Was if there I'd have known that, I'd have worn a different shirt. What's that, Ron?
5: Uh, I was wondering, was it pineapple?
2: No, it, no, it more. No, like they're little uh, cocktail glasses with, uh, you know, the purple beverage
1: Purp- inside. Yeah, not the purple drink. No, 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 totally different. <laughs> totally different. There's a big difference in that. Yes. No, that's that's a hell of an outfit there no, by. It
5: that, and I, it looks to me that there are, there are not many who can pull that one off.
1: No. I think that's a pretty good... He kind of has the face for
2: it, doesn't he?
5: He does. Yeah. He, and he's in radio?
2: No, no, no. no. He's no. just a, a He's a, a a listener and a degenerate, fellow degenerate like us. Ah,
5: uh, yes. Yes. They're, they need to be there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we need them there. That's yes. Exactly it. There's a big difference, right? But no, I just... Ama- Uh-oh. Tyree Jackson has fractured bone in his back. I'm reading uh. this from Zach Berman. He won't require surgery, but it will take 8 to 10 weeks to recover, Harry.
2: Uh, well, they, they'll put him on IR, and they'll get him on that. Uh, you can bring guys back at a certain time late in the year. That's probably what happens.
1: Yeah, he's being redshirted, according to Mike Kay. Yeah, okay.
2: Well, I'm, I'm sorry sure. to hear that, because
1: I wanted to see him play tomorrow night. Yes, you did. Now, was that going to impact how much you'll watch tomorrow night? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I will watch less. I think you will. No, that was not me on the right. That was our local iHeart president Jeff Moore, aka Moose, Moose from yes. Singing and Ding It. Right? Correct.
5: How did anyone confuse that with you? I don't know, but yeah, I'll know. take
1: it because Jeff looks much better than me as a whole. So <laughs> I'll take it. Jeff has a nice tan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the Phillies to score first and lose tonight are plus three eighty. Score first and lose. Yeah. Well, that's a
2: good – that's pretty good value, huh? I like that. Yeah. I like that
1: a lot. D-backs to score first and lose are plus 475.
2: Didn't they score first last night? I think Harper hit a home run to the that's pool right.
1: last night in the third inning. Correct. Another solo job. Yep. Yeah. I think you are 100% accurate here. So that changes everything for me as well now. Yeah, you don't have to take anything else in that game then. Yeah, I think that's the best. Boy, Ranger Suarez tonight. Versus Umberto Castellanos. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to see. I mean, if there, is there anything here? This guy's thrown 15 innings. This is a bullpen start, right? Am I missing basically, anything? Basically, yeah. Yeah. He hasn't stretched out much. 15 innings in eight games. One start. He's closed two games out. So this is a bullpen arm here. Ranger Suarez isn't expected to go long either. No, um, he's, he'll probably go
2: four innings max.
1: He can make it. Four yeah. Right. So, you know, this total, everybody's going to jump on this total. That's probably what we should look at as well. The total is at nine and a half. Now it's juiced to the under. Mm-hmm. So they're begging you to go over nine and a half on this because of the two pitchers. Right. But. Aren't we more concerned just about how bad the offenses are?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean <laughs> that might mitigate uh the lack of you know a, a good arm to go deep in a game. Now the bullpens, you know, Philly's bullpen, they can give up runs to anybody.
1: All right, I got a theory here. All right, let's let's stretch this theory out in the break. We'll be back in 3. Well, we have a guest coming up, Rob. Yes, Allen? we do. Right? That's correct. Rob Robbie E will join us. Coming up next. And before that, just just a little theory about some baseball action, including our Phillies coming up in this three-minute spot here on the Jacob Media YouTube page. All right, so let's look at this really quick. The Blue Jays last night got absolutely humiliated by the Washington Nationals. It it wasn't even close. Mm -hmm. And the Nats tried their damnedest to give this game up in the eighth inning, and the Jays had it down to two already down six earlier, seven at one point, down to two, and then Washington put up a bunch in the ninth, and they won 12 to six. Point being is that I don't see Washington handling their business again. This is a pretty big letdown opportunity for a bad baseball team in Washington. So the Jays are minus 167 on the money line tonight in Washington, right? Mm, Now, let's take that. And see how high we can go for the Philadelphia Phillies alternative total. So, for example, if I went under 10 and a half alongside the Jays, we've got a parlay here that pays out plus 158. Is that enough? 10 and a half runs or 158 as a return?
2: 158.
1: Well, we're we're taking two bets. We're taking... Either one you look at, you're either going under 10 and a half and you're making that a plus money bet or you're, you're going the Jays money line, which should be minus 200 after last night. And you're making this a positive bet. Yeah. So l- l- realistically, though, what's more likely to happen? Under or over 10 and a half runs tonight for the Phillies and Diamondbacks. It's not like the Phillies all of a sudden are just waiting to explode. No, I'd be happy I'd i under. I'd, 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 if I had to bet that, I'd bet the under. You just don't want to
2: bet it. No, I'd have no no interest. There he hey. is.
8: What's up, Rob Ellis? I'm an over, man. No, I, I wouldn't go anywhere near the Phillies the way they're playing right now. At nowhere near it. I, I'm with you guys. That, but hold on a second. No. Why wouldn't okay. I get what you're saying,
1: which is I don't want to touch the Phillies. I don't want to bet the Phillies themselves, Rob. Yeah, but in the we'll be back on the net on the network parlaying this No, but hold on a second it, taking that under 10 and a half because everybody believes that the bullpen start from Arizona and Ranger Suarez tonight is going to equal all of these runs but where are they going to come from? Like, I'm very, I don't know about under nine and a half, but under ten and a half, I'm really confident that that can stay under that. I don't see this explosion
8: from the Phillies that Harry's worried about. Um, No, I don't either. I mean, we we fall into this trap with the Phillies all the time, whether it's betting or just talking about the team. We look at the schedule or we look at the starting pitcher and we say, it's gravy. It's not Mm -hmm. gravy because they're not a good team, right? I mean, good teams beat mediocre to bad teams. The Phillies are a mediocre or even a slightly less version of a mediocre team, which means it's not a given when they play the Pirates. Not a given when they play right. the. Lions, not a given when it's a bullpen game. So, all these things come into play. I mean, law of averages would tell you eventually they can't collectively slump like this
4: continually, but the uh, one second,
1: I'm sorry.
2: Sportsman.
8: Yeah.
4: Radio Network presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
1: Well, I tell you, the old TV producer just took right over there for Rob Ellis. Oh, Here's the music. He hears me say one second, right. and the yeah comes, and then that's it. Yep. Like you have no, you have no. Barrett still can't get it. Your old no, no. TV partner still can't get it right. Nope. Oh, okay, okay, oh, yeah. oh, okay, 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 okay.
2: We have to cut him off on a like multiple times per day.
4: Yeah,
8: I, I I used to it was my my it was layout, layout, which means just shut the what <laughs> up, man. Yeah, Barrett, good luck. Good luck trying to try to stop that steam train.
2: Oh, this is the guy that would be in Barkan's ear for the entire Daily News live show telling him what to say. Right.
8: I, I'm not gonna go that far, but yeah, I, I produced the show for a long time, man. It was it was a it was fun, man. That's back yeah. when yeah, there was actual live programming on that. I show.
4: know. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, that, that's amazing, though, is is to be able to produce a show while doing a show. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, You don't have to say verbatim in, in Barkan's ear. Right. It's not like uh, I don't know what the better example would be. But yeah, I mean, you're still technically doing a show so that by the time you're in front of the camera. It's probably just like, man, I should have been
8: doing this years ago. It did. If I had one, well, look, there's a lot of things you look back. I think during your career, and you're like, uh, if I would have done this, I would have done that. But the one thing I would have done, I would have made the transition from behind the scenes to in, to in front of the camera a little bit sooner. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, it was it helped me a lot. The experience that I had that many years producing, I think right. made me a lot better in terms of understanding pace and flow of a show, whether it was mm-hmm. TV or radio. So I, it did it did aid me a lot for sure.
1: Well, Well, go ahead.
2: No, but I mean, anytime that, you know, there was a big statistical nugget that was dropped on that show, this is the guy who provided it. Let's just put it that way.
8: Yeah. I mean, I was a very, um, TV producing and and radio producing are two different animals, right? Right. Radio producing. It's yeah. You're providing some nuggets here and there, but TV, it's a constant flow. It's a constant timing thing. Radio is a lot more loose. Like there's advantages and disadvantages to both, Mm -hmm. but you're you got to really be like on everything everything the director's doing everything your graphics people are doing everything your audio people are doing calling for this calling for that i need this piece of video you got to be anticipating 10 steps ahead that the discussion may go here so i better have this piece of b-roll which is video right. like all those things
2: did you ever produce live sports
6: N- like no, games
8: i I worked on uh, live broadcasts, but I was never actually the producer. Like I would do a bunch of different things, uh, you know, helping out with graphics, helping out with stats. I used to, and one of my real fun jobs way back in the day. I didn't do it a ton, but I used to keep track of balls and strikes during the TV broadcast for when it was Harry and Harry Callis. Wow, and the crew. Yeah, which it sounds like a little job, but you got to really be paying attention to a sure game because. Every ball, every ball that's swung at or fouled or missed is a strike. And if you mess that up, man, those guys are not happy. So, right. say, And yeah. Harry would sit there; he'd have he'd have a heater going, man. Right. Robbie, what do we got, man? You know, I get <laughs> stuff during the break, and it was fun, man. It was that's amazing. awesome. Fun job, yeah.
1: That's amazing. Man. <laughs> so what's t- going on? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm telling you, this guy
2: still to this day every Eagles game. Will chart every play on his own on a legal pad at home while watching the game. And I used to tell him, Rob, you don't need to do that. You can just print it off, the, like that night from NFL.com. Because that's that's not the way I watch a game.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and
8: I still, I'm still a lunatic. Like Harry, I, I'm doing the post game show for WIP, but I'm doing right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the preseason game. And at one point, it was like the the early fourth. And like there are dudes, and I follow you guys all follow college football, so do I. Right, but there are right, guys, I've never heard of in my life, and I'm like, what am What am I doing? Like, well, wh- how did this happen that <laughs> I'm actually starting like you know a, a, the second series of the fourth quarter in the first preseason game? It's right. uh, it's a sickness, man. The it's guy's a-
2: going to be working at Walmart next week, and you're writing down the play- him on a play sheet.
8: It's true, right? <laughs> right. I, uh, I, I, you know what that reflects more on me than it does any <laughs> you know, poor matter. Well, speaking of
2: the Eagles, like, what are your impressions thus far of Sirianni and, and you know Jalen Hurts and all the uh, all the usual names we'd like to talk about?
8: Well, I, look, I, I I think it's good that they looked good in the in the inner squad thing or the you know the against the joint women.
2: practices. Joint yeah. practice.
8: It can't hurt, right? Uh, right? I don't think any of that stuff hurts. You all it can do is, is gain confidence for you, but. We, we, we go through this every year, guys. You know this. And all of a sudden, somebody has a good practice, and this is, this is the redemption tour for Jalen Rager. Like, okay, he had a great catch. He looked like Odell Beckham twice so far. But let's just see it a little bit more. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic with this team. I don't think they're uh, – it really does come down to, if the older guys can hold up, then you give yourself a chance on both sides of the line, I, I mm-hmm. think. And if you're okay in the trenches, you're going to be okay in general um you know I I think the jury's still out with Jalen hurts whether or not he can throw I think you know we always get caught up in everything else and it's all the other things are there intangibles and all that but can he throw and I, but I think he he's he's due the chance I think he's owed the chance to see this year what it is um You know, I know the Watson stuff's never going to go away, but I think at least they're in an interesting year where you can sort of watch and see what he ends up doing. He doesn't have bad weapons around him. Like, I think they have the potential for an okay running game. I think they have the potential Mm -hmm. to have some pretty good receivers. And you know what? That tight end core might be pretty nasty.
1: Yeah, that's the thing where I I feel like Zach Ertz, you mentioned the tight end core, right? Like, there's all of this discussion this offseason that's been predicated on what happened last year which is he and everybody else look like they forgot how to play football, which we know isn't true. So all of a sudden, like, and I look at this from everything, right? From just the team standpoint, uh, DFS standpoint, a betting standpoint, whatever it may be. But Zach Ertz is probably going to be the biggest sleeper week to week because teams are still going to prepare for Dallas Goddard first. And all of a sudden there's a former pro bowler out there who didn't forget how to play football. That's probably going to take advantage of like, the second or possibly third defensive matchup that they have allocated. My point being, Rob, is that I don't think teams are game planning Zach Ertz this year, and I think Ertz is a perfect opportunity to take advantage of that.
8: No, Eitan, you're right. I mean, I think about it from this standpoint. He's got like a perfect combination of walk year versus I want to stick it to the organization and show them because they should have ripped up my contract long ago. Like he's got, a, he's got like two boulders on his shoulder mm-hmm. feeling kind of older. Uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> That
2: was <laughs> oh nice. Uh, all
8: right, Bruce, man for man now. Yeah. So but no, I mean, it, it's really I, I I'm I'm in agreement with you. I'm like, and I'm still I'm not one who's a hundred percent committed to Goddard yet. Like I need to see it for an entire season. I need to stay stay healthy. I need you to consistently catch the ball. But for a you, you know what quarterback's best friend in addition to the running game is having that that safety valve there for a tight end, and he's got two pretty good ones, man.
2: Mm-hmm. No, but you're right, though. Everybody's gone crazy over, you know, Jalen's uh, catches yesterday, uh, like they were again with Quez Watkins last week in the game where you saw that blazing speed. But you're starting to, you know, without getting crazy, you're right. Like, if you put you put them with Devontae Smith on the field, I mean, that's, that's some – we just aren't used to that here, having dynamic wide receivers, multiple guys on the field at once.
8: Yep. Yeah, and I really get the impression this coach and this coaching staff will play two strengths. It's not going to be, this is what we do, square peg, round hole. Like, I think he's Mm going to do whatever he has to do to emphasize and to be able to, you know, just, just consistently move the ball down the field, move the chains. I do believe that. Like, I get the impression from Sirianni, it's crazy early, right? But we get so caught up in some of the other stuff with the rock, paper, scissors, and the t shirts and all And that. the
2: youth of the staff. Yeah. Attack
8: and sleep. Yeah. But I think I really do get the the sense that they're good teachers. And I think the emphasis on fundamentals was something that that had to be done considering the way last year went and how sloppy this team got. So yeah. I, I think that's going to be key too. Like I don't think this team's going to shoot itself in the foot a ton.
1: No, I just don't know what to expect around this team right like i don't know what this division's going to be like i don't know what the new york giants are going to be like and th- that's the team that i'm most concerned about because all things are equal the cowboys returned the best quarterback in this division defense uh, is going to be better than what it was last year even though it may not be exponentially better and washington has even more consistency at the quarterback position than they had last year and won the division so what i'm concerned about now is can the Eagles finish three out of four as a floor? Like that's my floor for this Eagles team, which is just beat the Giants. And look, I, I think if that's the case, and they look like they're better than last year, it's something to build on. It's not something to go crazy about and call for people's jobs.
8: Yeah, I'm with. You. I mean, think about just put it in perspective for a minute. They they won four games last year. They win yeah. eight. They're doubling their win total. They're still a team that's under 500, right? Mm-hmm. But like that would be looked at as, oh, you know, they, they could in this division. No, I mean, that's a hell of a step for a first-year head coach and basically a first-year quarterback. To me, that coming away from this season thinking Sirianni can coach and Jalen Hurts is a legitimate quarterback is way more important than putting a, a, any number on a, on a win-loss total for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's easy to say now. I understand you're in you know the heart of it and it's week seven and you, you're going crazy if they lose a tight game. Like, I, I get that. But you're right, Aitan. It's an interesting division in, in the sense that you look at Dallas's offense, and this is assuming Dak stays healthy, which is a big yep. assumption because he's shut down again for something else. But what I what would concern me with them is there's tons of firepower. It looks like Zeke woke up and he lost some pounds and, and whatever. I, I still don't know about their defense. I'm not a big McCarthy fan. So there's mm-hmm. like the there's the you know the the plus and the minus, and then you're right, Washington, if Fitzpatrick's even decent which he's more than capable of being that defense is nasty yeah really good defensively and then I don't know the Giants are for me the one thing that keeps holding me back with them is is the quarterback and I just can't in in good faith have a lot of confidence in a team with Daniel Jones running the show and that to me is ultimately what keeps them at least when I look at it before the season starts as as the fourth of a four-team race
2: Yeah, that and also their offensive line. I still need to see it, you know, um, because they've had issues.
8: If he gets hurt, we know how that thing just falls into the abyss with that.
2: Can we also, Rob, come, you know, through the end of the season and say, hey, I feel pretty good about Sirianni and his ability, ability to coach and teach, but we don't think that the quarterback is the answer, and we got to retrench and use those draft picks or make a move for a Deshaun Watson type. We could also have that too, right?
8: Yeah, you could. And and that would be a weird dynamic because the team would probably be really bad and you're mm-hmm. still coming away from it saying the coach is good, but that's a distinct possibility. I think this is really a trial run for Hertz. And I mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I don't think four games was enough. I think you're in a spot where it, it it's just way too hot to get near Deshaun Watson right now. I think the prudent thing is to just let it play out a little bit, let The the civil stuff, if there's any criminal stuff, if there's going to be a suspension, hand it down. Let Houston wear all that, and then try and make your move after that. And look, if somebody else wants to really gamble and grab them up this year and give up a king's ransom, all right, so be it. But I got to let that play a little bit right now.
1: I guess they're convening a grand jury right now, right? Right. Well, well, there's uh, basically from what I've read, there are – and it's not technicalities so much, but it's – there is – legalities where at least room to hit watson for something that is under the guise or or under the legality if you will of human trafficking
2: and mm. that
1: is now wow. he, now look this is well that that very, revolves flying a masseuse to him right and, correct yeah okay and, and then having somebody who would essentially be imprisoned in the moment mm. in order to then and again this is all allegedly this is what the prosecution is looking to do, but even if a grand jury is convened, we've all watched enough Law and Order to know that that doesn't mean there's guilt or anything along those lines. But the backstory of it is now. And actually, you know what? Let's do this in the break, real quick. We'll, we'll be back in three on Sports Map Radio. Rob Ellis hanging out with us on the Jacob Media YouTube page as well. So, what what do you think the value is right now? Because uh, I I can't imagine Rob that he's worth the same on the
8: open market. As he would be pre-allegations, right? Yeah. You but you I'm- can get him at a discount rate right now. Like I don't think it takes three ones and whatever else we're hearing, someone who's going to contribute right away. You can get him, you can get him in the discount rack right now. But do you really want that? I mean, you really want to bring mm-hmm. that into your organization right now? Let you have to go beyond above and beyond vetting this properly. And the but the problem is, even if you do that, you can't anticipate. What's going to happen with the league? What you can't anticipate what's going to happen with the law. Like you might think you know, but you don't know. It Could there be more right. single suits coming? Like this isn't Michael Vick did what he did, did his time, promising to be a better person coming in. It's it's apples and oranges. Like they are willing to give a second chance. Yes, I get that comp, but mm-hmm. the, the other comp doesn't fly for me with Vick. It, it's a way different situation. This stuff is all up in the air right now. Right, I don't know. And yeah. the other thing is, you guys know this. Like, Goodell doesn't need any court of law to tell him anything. No. And he can mm-hmm. just say you're, you're whacked for the year. Right. And you want to give up three ones and have this guy just sitting on ice with all kinds of stuff hanging over his head for a year? I wouldn't.
2: Well, and they don't have the three ones right now. That, right. That's another issue. You know, the whole Carson Wentz thing, we we were thinking two weeks ago or whenever it happened, like, oh, there goes the third first-round pick. Yes. Now we're starting to you know hear things that he might be ready for week one along with Quentin Nelson. So that's back in play.
8: Yeah, I and the but I'll tell you the one thing I when I saw him out there and oh no no uh, cast or anything I'm saying to myself didn't we see this before where this guy rushes himself back and then it he, you know it causes mm-hmm. the ripple effect I would just worry about that a little bit maybe this thing was no big deal and and they got that old break out of there and it's all good it seems like he's probably going to be ready for the first game but you know with him man you're holding yeah. your breath every week right well that's <laughs> the thing even yeah. if he's back there's a good chance based on his career that he's going to be hurt again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a look, man, it's, it's a headache that Eagles fans don't have to deal with anymore. But if you're a Colts fan, I maybe you're better off not knowing some of this stuff. Ignorance is bliss, but he, he's an accident waiting to happen. I mean, it's constantly holding your breath with Carson.
2: Now, another guy we hold our breath with just signed a huge contract. Uh Yesterday, I guess it was with Joel Embiid. How what do you think about that investment? I guess they had to do it. There's no way around it.
8: It, it feels like Harry, there was no choice. Like I you think know. ultimately, man, I I love the guy. Me I love, too. I, I love the way he plays. I love his personality. There's nothing not to like, other than the injury thing. And when you're talking about like a back end of a deal with 54 million guaranteed per year. <laughs> It's just insane. Destroyed as an organization if he gets hurt. If he becomes, yeah. you know, one of these guys who's just permanently damaged, and he hasn't gotten through one year yet, you know, mm-hmm. one real full year. Now, I mean, part of last year was he's dragging around the the bad knee, and he's getting no help from Simmons. So there was a lot of things coming into play. But man, it, it's a massive risk, and it's one you almost have to take if you're an organization with the way this thing is set up with the with the CBA. Right, you don't have to do it. Or else he's going to end up walking. But well, what's the alternative, really? Right? You don't have one. And yeah. if, the other thing is like if Simmons at this point was great, I, I'm not saying you would you would not feel the same pressure to get this deal done, but you I mean, you may just and be might be the last man standing from the whole process thing and, and holding this whole thing afloat right now. So you all, he had so much leverage in this. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even go with an agent. How about that? I mean, right. that's unbelievable, but good for Joel. Well, that's
1: the thing though is there really isn't anybody else that is on this team. That's going to make a shot for the MVP. Like think about this. The only issue we have with Joel Embiid is that he doesn't play enough. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Like he finally was human in one game, really one and a half games in a series in which he was playing through a knee injury where everybody was dog bleep. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like holding Jalen Hurts or Jalen Rager accountable for last year's miserable offensive performance when everybody was involved. My point being is that he's the MVP of the league. If he plays 75 games a year, or at least is in the conversation like top three every year. So my thing is if they could find a way to work this out, where it only plays like 68 games in the regular season and is, full-on healthy like Shaq used to be for the playoffs,
8: this is worth it, exponentially worth it. Yeah, and I think you have to look at it with Morey, with from an organizational standpoint saying, we'll get that, even though it's been elusive, we'll get that compliment for him in a Simmons deal, which will make him that much better, which will make us that much better, which will make this more long-term than what it has been.
1: I heard a guy... Are we coming back? No, we're 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 at, breaking at the top now. So we're okay. we're on the network. We are part of. We just broke from the network. So okay, this is where normally we would say to our guest, we, you know, you can hang out as long as you like. <laughs> well, this is
2: has like Got to go. Feed I know, I'm actually
8: feed me? I got my. Uh, I had to pick my daughter up, but my son's doing it, so I'm clear.
2: I'm oh, okay. Yep. Well, I heard a guy on national radio yesterday subbing for another national host Uh-oh. say that. It's a foregone conclusion that the Sixers will end up with Damian Lillard. Really? That's not true. Who's? Well, that's that? what this guy said.
8: Look, I can Joy I, Taylor, I, Harry. I mean, what's that? Joy Taylor have another theory? No, 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 no. This isn't <laughs> our buddy Zach Gelb out here, is no, it? No, like, it was not. It who was is not.
2: It? it was the guy. Who's the guy? I forget his name, Doug but the guy Lockheed? that. No, but he was working with him. This was on Fox, and it was the guy that started that ag- aggregation site website um, that was oh, really the big.
1: The big, yes, lead. that guy. Well, you first guy. time he's right about anything. Well, I'm just telling would be you the first time that I'd
8: listen to him. Yeah. Well, here's my theory, right? I I think Dame, and it, you could actually credit him for this. I think he's doing it the smart way. Like I think he. He's not coming out guns a-blazing because he mm-hmm. doesn't want to have the rep in the city of Portland that he's a bad guy or he was the one who broke this up. He's put out enough subtle hints that, that to make it look like, man, what else do you want me to do? The organization mm-hmm. hasn't gotten me any help, you know, ten years running or whatever it's been that he's been there, and it's an eventuality that he's going to have to move on. I mean, if he looks at yeah. that team and he looks at the rest of that Western Conference, I know he knows he has no shot. You're telling me he's just fine with that? No, I don't. Shouldn't buy. be. I think
2: he's a a big competitor. I don't think – I think you're right about that. It was Jason McIntyre. That's the guy who said
8: Look, I I think he wants out, and I think he's made it very clear, and I think they're working behind the scenes to to make it happen. I also think the Sixers know, despite all this nonsense they're throwing out there, there's no way they can bring Ben back. I just Mm. don't buy it.
1: Right, but here's the other thing, too, about it, which is just because – Okay. Yes. Everything you said about the Sixers and about Ben Simmons is right. And I'm not saying you're saying this, but I think the McIntyres and others are looking at this thinking, well, it's inevitable that Simmons doesn't play for the Sixers and Damian Lillard wants out. Let's connect these two. But I think we have to factor in what's going on in Portland, first and foremost, which is twofold. One, TJ Alshe has all of the power. The, the guy in uh, Paul Allen who used to be there to kind of check, it, he's gone. Mm-hmm. So we've seen this like Chip Kelly, Howie Roseman, whoever you want to look. Olshay, this is a battle of ego right now because Olshay didn't take Lil, Like, oh, that's not Lillard's guy. CJ McCollum is Olshay's guy. So everything right now is about building up a team to where you don't have to then trade CJ in a year or two and keep CJ happy. My point being is that, Ben Simmons is such an obvious fit and Ben Simmons would work so well next to a guy in McCollum who could just shoot the lights out and not care. My point in all of this is that if Portland really wanted Ben Simmons, the trade would have already been done because what are we waiting for? Are we waiting for Daryl Morey and TJ o- TJ, o- TJ I See that now, <laughs> not Jeez. TJ Oshie. Right. Yeah. Are we waiting? Are we waiting for these guys to hammer out? You know, an extra second round pick. Are we waiting for Minnesota to give in? You know, an maybe out? they're waiting but, for a third team.
8: But Come here, but he, maybe. Let me throw one more in there. Maybe yeah. the Sixers are hesitant to part with either fill in the blank or both Maxi or Thibault, and right, maybe but, that's a deal breaker for uh, from Portland's standpoint. Yeah, Rob, I agree. So my point of it, I think we're on the same
1: vein here. My point of it is that that stuff usually doesn't budge, right? Like Daryl Morey is a competent individual to where if he says, I'm not trading Tyrese Maxey, what changes in three or four or six weeks to where all of a sudden he does change ty- trade Tyrese Maxey. And don't. then again, if Olshay says, I ain't given up an extra first round pick, then all of a sudden like, what changes the only thing that would change is something drastic like that, which is either Olshay giving up something extra to get like Maxi back or or giving deadline, up Maxie.
2: or the deadline of these the season, season preseason started. starting that's and exactly. you can't bring Simmons back here,
8: Harry. That's like, exactly where I was going. Yeah. I think that's the only thing. That, oh, well, that's wait. not nice. a little thing That's a big thing That's a pressure Burst pipes Kind of thing Because right, If he's really Not returning Like Embiid's calls And who knows What's real And what isn't Which I, but I don't
4: believe by the
8: I, way. I, I hear you But if, if there is That kind of acrimony You know Like I get it That he might be He doesn't really care About Daryl Morey But like if, if you're really doing that To Embiid or whatever Like then You know Embiid Is at some point Is going to be like Dude You know yeah, You're, you're killing me On the court and you won't even Return my phone call Like screw he you He doesn't want him here Right. Again, like this is what I'm trying to ask.
1: If we all have a deal, a a three person deal in place, or we're talking about making some deal, you know, Rob Ellis has this new signed Tom Brady NFT and he's going to trade it to Harry. And and I want to get in on this as well. We already have an idea of where we're not going to budge, right? What changes over time here? I I agree. Like, okay, the trade or the start of the season happens, but. Do you think the dynamics of that deal change? And if I don't think they change, so why wait, right? Like, are you just playing chicken at this point with Olshay or Maury and just hoping that in the next couple of weeks or months, really, before the season starts, that something
8: changes? I, I don't know if it's chicken. I, I The other thing I would say, too, Maury's been a very aggressive you know whatever his title is, he's not a GM, but the director of basketball overseer, office. right? Yeah, his his president. I
1: want to say that people, yeah, Somebody his whole career
8: the operation. But but you look at, I mean, let's be real about the Sixers' offseason. Underwhelming w- would probably be a good description, right? Far, yeah. You know, Drummond and Yang aren't really moving the needle that much. I mean, solid additions, whatever. Mm-hmm. He looks at Brooklyn. You, you know, with, with what they've done and the Knicks, Milwaukee, the Knicks, right. We, we could run through the East. Like is Daryl Moore, if he's being really honest with himself, does he think he can run it back with Simmons and get past that? No, I don't think he does. Now, Eitan, you're right in the sense that it doesn't have to happen before the season starts, but I think it would make some, for some very awkward, you know, team bonding, camaraderie, you know, chemistry. If he's back, I, I no, just, I,
1: I agree on that. Yeah.
8: Yeah. And we're,
1: we're going to be back in about fifteen. So let me just wrap up and, and say this: I agree. Like he can't come back. I just don't know what cha- like I don't know why either side would budge if they know that hey he's he's going to be traded anyway. That's all I'm saying. But now, you, do you have to go? You're going to hang with us because we're going to keep you until I'm you leave. I'm good.
4: <laughs> <laughs> On the Sports Map Radio Network
0: presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can
4: live from the O'Reilly Auto parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Boy, I tell
1: you, man, there's so Rob Ellis is in the house, and I just we, we were ripping Kevin Kincaid earlier in the day, right? And is Kevin,
8: Kevin, what did Kevin? Yeah. Well, he's just, he's... No, you ripped Kevin. I didn't rip Kevin. Kevin was my producer at Channel 3. Oh, yeah. When uh, I did uh, weekend sports there,
2: I called him a content machine, and then Aton right. went on this whole diatribe because he found out that he was on Birds three sixty five, and he was, he was saying what t- type of a guest he was, and he's not you on he's,
8: you. Is that what it is? He's a, like a fluff. No, guest. No, no, no.
1: I may, I made sure to explicitly say this was not a jealousy thing about stealing guests. It was like, all right, you're you're closer to bringing on a comedian to talk wow. about his thoughts or her thoughts about the season, then you are an insider wow. with Kade yeah. on, on a show
8: specific to birds. You Sponsor. realize this is going
2: to get back to him and he's never going to return my texts anymore.
8: Well, Harry fun. just lost a guest.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, he, you know, he comes on my shows too. Outside. Oh yeah. Well, he's not coming on, coming on them anymore. And but they, I, I, I left like five shows that you
1: need to book. So I wouldn't, sure. right. Right. That is true. right, I can't keep biting people's hands, yeah. but it's hilarious because as, a lot of you locally know Rob Ellis, not only... When does the show return, by the way, on CBS, odds it, on?
8: The Sunday, if Eagles, first, the, the first uh NFL Sunday it starts. So, okay. yeah, that will be on odds on uh on CBS 3, 8.30 a.m.
1: And you will be doing the Eagles post-game show, correct, on WIP this year? I on would. top of other shifts.
8: And, and, yeah, Eagles post-game show on WIP and uh, in uh the fifth quarter. Yeah, both. Nice. So, I laugh
1: because you're... Uh, co-workers over there, and Joe and John, I, I guess, are taking the, the week off or whatever it may be. And somebody is like incessantly tweeting Kevin Kincaid. Radio Wars question: Is there a switch at the midday show? Joe and John have been out the past two days. It's like you, you know, you can't get away from this stuff. They you guys remember? Off. You take a day off, you get tweeted.
2: Everybody thinks you got fired. You. Yeah. They
8: hire you. It's tame. this is tame now, and this is child's play compared to <laughs> I mean, the heights of the uh, radio wars now, for sure. All right, Rob,
1: real quick, because because I have a question for you. We're going to be back in three on on Sports Map Radio. Okay. All right. What what would you best like to be remembered for when it comes to radio soundbite immortality? You have ah. two. You have two two to choose from. Like for me, it's probably going to be get off my radio show, you crumb right <laughs> <laughs> nobody
8: nobody heard that before when right. i was yelling at people right. back in the day uh, yeah. a- anytime you can wear crumb in,
1: yeah. right. in. Now, harry has a couple uh, uh my favorite is a lot of people's favorites i'm sure is going to be what is going on back there i'm not a doctor though is yeah. fantastic <laughs> that was it's solid a lot of you so harry has like a bunch to choose from but the the two that i would throw at you would be the most obvious one, which has been used, including Kevin Kincaid, and this is why I get on him because he doesn't give you a tag yeah, on Twitter. Everyone, you deserve everyone. royalties. Yep. yep. You know where I'm going, right? Which is let's get it back to the Eagles, right? Yep. And the other is you have no clout.
2: No
4: yes.
8: clout.
1: Yeah. Well, what
2: about? Do we really want to do this? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was spectacular. I would say, my
4: three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I,
8: I, let's get it back to the Eagles, and you're right. It is it, it is bastardized and stolen with without any kind of ever and kevin is is a chief uh you know
1: content lifter content yes
8: of this one <laughs> I, it's so bad that when i'm not even at stations they're using it like mm-hmm. i mean it's it's wild but yes right. that is correct that would be my that would be my number one I think. I've, I've had some other ones. Uh, you have no clue. Right, be- that's yeah. awesome. You no have clue. The mix would be would be one of them. That was one of Put back to next- the mix.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, put him in the mix. Right. In the mix. Uh, Harry's
8: having like flashbacks right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you know you know what
2: I'm telling you, when I was working with Rob, it was the greatest—the the second go round because I could literally see the program director sitting on one of his shoulders, and I was the the guy on the other shoulder. It was just like when we brought the the wife carrying guy on, and, yeah. and Andrew somehow found him, and and Rob is looking at me in all seriousness. Do we really want to do this? Because he knew yeah. he was hearing the yeah. in his ear. Like, yeah. I mean, what are you doing? You I, know. What I mean?
0: He, he,
8: sit us down, right? And I, I I'd be fried. Oh. Harry be sitting there. Harry, yeah. Harry didn't give two bleeps. But I'm sitting there, and because I'm getting the brunt of it, because I'm the driver. Because right. he wouldn't talk to Harry. He no, wouldn't You want want and, I Harry and I
1: even make eye contact. No, right? but you know what was amazing is like th- this is the the greatest trick that Harry Mays has ever played, which is. He is just as equal a part of these shows as you, right. as me, as anyone else. But nobody ever co- talks to him. Nobody oh. ever says, Hey, Harry, don't do that. It's, Oh, oh could you tell Harry not right, to do that? Right,
8: right, right, right. <laughs> sitting right next to me, and he would tell me, what? Can you tell Harry this? I'm like, Seriously, you he right you? Next to me? tell I'm Harry not, not to say this. this. Right. My, my favorite, my favorite, this is the only thing I'll say about this. My favorite, I, we would sit down. Yeah. And he'd show us the software just to right. prove that he has the capability of doing it. I, like right. we knew he did. I believe you. I don't know. Right. And he'd say, Oh, 1045, You mentioned Led Zeppelin.
4: Right. Uh, Everybody was uh, out. I
8: played on a Sunday. I'm <laughs> like, You see the tune out right there? We lost a caller. <laughs> hold, like, hold, hold, hold on real quick. Are you serious? Here's Avon <laughs>
4: Shander,
8: Eric
4: Brooks.
1: Poor Rob Ellis. He just wanted to come on for 10 minutes and talk about the (laughs) Phillies misery, the Eagles camp. It's now 35, 40 minutes. And we've just. Barrett takes a day off. It's yeah. Yeah. Barrett's been off for three days. He's probably already invoiced Jacob Media for his time here. You should. (laughs) Hey, can can I just get one more sports thought from you? Because I don't know if this is going to take flight now across the airwaves locally here in Philadelphia. A question, maybe attached to a prefix of a phone number, but do you anticipate local outrage that the Philadelphia 76ers are not slated to play on Christmas Day? 610 632 0975.
8: No, I, I didn't even need that. I got it in my own house. My son is really, a, oh, he's a Sixers lunatic, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, good job by you raising him that way, yeah, and he literally like when that was broken yesterday at three o'clock went nuts. He's like, explain to me how (laughs) boss playing Christmas day. Okay. (laughs) We we beat him last year. We beat him up. They don't have anybody of interest. Danny Ainge is out. He sucked. Uh, Brad Stevens. And he, he went on a 15-minute minute diatribe.
2: He raises a, a good point, though.
8: That's the one. Like, I said to yeah. oh, him, Bobby, I get New York. It's the Knicks. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And box Trey
2: box. Young going back against them. Yeah. Going
8: back. yeah, all of that makes Every other game you can justify. You can't justify the Celtics. I'm sorry. That who, your...
2: who are they playing, the Celtics?
8: Uh, uh,
2: right here. Sorry. Milwaukee.
8: Isn't it Milwaukee?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Just give me one second. Well, that's basically Uh, just Milwaukee, and they happen to be playing like like.
1: Well, no, Boston is like. I think you can make the argument for both. Like Boston is going to is going to attract a huge local market. Like Philadelphia is going to attract. The the issue I would have is the noon game more so than anything.
2: Which is which is what
1: Atlanta at New York.
2: Yeah, but that's they they met in the playoffs last year. Trey Young dominated and was taunting those guys.
1: Why not Atlanta at Philly or Philly at Atlanta? Give no, me that. I mean,
8: yes, like that, that. I agree with you eight times. Like the, the 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 Boston market, and Philly market cancel themselves out. So if you're going to plug in a big market, a top seven market, mm-hmm. Philly goes into one of those slots, whether it's the second game or the first game, 100. But I get like, Harry, you're right. I mean the whole. Yeah. The way all that played out in the garden with with Trey Young and his Trey Young's hairline and all that, right. stuff, you know that I get it. the The Boston one I just can't. That's the one you can't make a lot of sense of.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, very true. So what do you have on tap today? Or when are you back on the radio? Let's start I'll
8: there. Be on uh, today's Wednesday, tomorrow night after the Eagles, I'll be on tomorrow. Um, nice. And back on Saturday morning, eight o'clock, and then Sunday I'm at the link. Uh, from the open practice,
2: oh, the open practice, yeah. yeah have
1: you seen? Uh, I haven't seen this yet, and I know technically, um, well, you're not on TV, so you you can talk about it. But have you seen the new book that's down at the link, courtesy of Foxbet? This thing is, oh, no, I know, I've heard
7: about it. I haven't, oh, seen yeah, it, it's a
1: monster. I'm hoping that we can do props and locks there this year for like a couple of shows. Ahead of uh, anything Thursday night, but what what level of the stadium is it on? That it on? I don't know. Oh,
2: okay,
8: well, on the suite level, I don't know. I know I from what I've heard from people who have seen it because they'll, they'll give tours to season ticket holders. Right, right. Know, just people have been around. They said it's unbelievable. The Eagles generally do things unbelievably well. Like 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 they right. do it to the hilt. So my guess would be that it's probably pretty pretty sweet. Uh, you're going to have a lot of people in there not paying a whole lot of attention to, or uh, they'll be paying attention to the game, but they won't be out in their seats. You could see some because right. people are just living in there, trying to get as much action as they can possibly get. So what's
1: the future then? The future would be, because you're right, and, and there's always this pendulum that swings where it's like, oh my goodness, now we're encouraging people. They're still in the stadium. They're still buying tickets. So it's not like they're losing money, but it's like, oh my goodness, now we're encouraging people to move away from the game I imagine that there's probably going to be, I don't know how far away are we from having every seat to where there's like a mini monitor to mm-hmm. where you can keep an eye. Uh, I mean, look, basically it's your phone because you can get on the app, but I wonder if
8: there's something instead to, I, I don't know, like, where well, you
2: don't have to leave your seat to yes, place a um, bet in the stadium. Yes.
8: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Eitan, it's going yeah. it, it's going to probably be attached to the seat in front of you. Um, yeah. Like an yeah. airplane, yeah, right. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Either, either above it or right into it. You'll have a thicker seat, which you got to figure out with, with you know, the space and whatnot. But hundred percent, that's coming, and that that'll be within the next five years.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I don't he,
8: think it's going to be much longer than that. And you're right. You have the convenience of your phone, of course, but that that's just an added little attractive. Hey, you got you get yeah. your own, you know, tablet right there. Maybe,
2: maybe that'll only be available in certain sections, like to be able to do that to make those sections maybe more you know, sought after and expensive. I
8: I think so. Or or maybe, I don't know what you do. Do you not, do you do out of town games off of that where you, you, because you want people to pay attention to the, I don't don't Mm. know. I think all the
1: road games, that's a great point. Like open
8: that thing up for road games, right? Ah. You need instantaneous what's happening. I want to bet the Dallas giants game, you know, boom, I have the ability to do that where there might be a little bit of delay, whether it's my phone or whatever. And you have the immediacy of that.
2: Right. Now, a uh, different topic. I hate them, but they're out and the preseason football polls in college. Any thoughts on the the poll that came out just the other day?
8: It's all the usual suspects, right? Yeah. I mean, with with a couple of exceptions. I think what, what Matt Campbell's done at Iowa State is yeah. nothing short of remarkable, right? And that they got a good
2: quarterback and a good running back returning. They're going to be good. You
8: know, I'll give you one more. It's going to be interesting with Iowa State. Anthony Beck's son Rocco Beck. I oh. I don't know. I'm telling Michael you, he's, that going, is- he's a senior in high school this year. Uh-huh. Um, watch out for that kid. He's going to Iowa State.
2: Oh, he is. Okay.
8: Okay. So how about that? I'll give you Iowa State. Oh, it's, it's amazing. amazing. It's I, this is
2: Mon senior Bonner, though, connection, That's though. Correct. With the, you it, are correct, sir. Right. You got uh, a little text ahead of time and
1: say, hey, yeah. can you promote
2: I my didn't, I didn't even give Anthony
8: a heads up. I'm just, you know, <laughs> whatever. But uh, Coastal Carolina being ranked. I, I'll tell you the team that I think
1: Liberty be- should have been ranked. Come on. Let's be honest. They, they have a first round quarterback to be drafted. Yep. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. Coastal being ranked at no issue there. I, I personally think Liberty should be ranked. That's all. Well, I'm I I'm, think Arizona state's going to fall hard.
8: I do too. And my, the jury's still out for me with Oklahoma's defense. Uh, mm-hmm. I know what is yeah. people of doing. The, the, uh, the one other thing that I think is going to be really interesting if he has enough help around him. I'm a big Sam Howell fan of North Carolina. He's my favorite quarterback coming out this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna keep a pretty close eye on them and what they they do. Yeah. What you're seeing is the classic reload from a lot of these the, the upper echelons. It's it's really no surprise up top. Um, you know, and, and I, I I see some teams that I think are it's mostly on rep like Notre Dame. They lost a lot with Book yeah. and a couple other players. And I look, I know that Kelly's a good recruiter and they will reload, but I think the jury's out on Notre Dame a little bit. For the mm-hmm. most part, though, I didn't disagree with a lot of the top five or seven.
1: So here's one to take a look at. Actually, there are two teams to take a look at ahead of time, in my opinion here. One is just because of their conference and their schedule. I think Cincinnati, starting at eight, is a good number to where they can incrementally move up and have a legit shot at making the playoffs this year. The other team, and it's twofold here, the Ducks are sitting at 11, and they have a legit shot at going into Columbus week two and taking advantage of an Ohio State team that has a brand new quarterback. And I know most of their fourth-string quarterbacks are better than 90% of college football, but you catch Ohio State early at the right time. That Pac-12 is winnable for the Ducks. All of a sudden, at 11, they're plus 650 to make the playoffs, plus 5,000 to win the title. If they beat Ohio State week two, that's the best outside what six or seven team you can find to make the playoffs? Now again, they have to go in and beat Ohio State, but those are the two that that I think. Because all that you're right. A lot of times we see, oh yeah, look who's locked in: top four, top five. Nobody eight through fifteen has a shot to make it. Those would be the two that I would look at outside of the ones that you mentioned. I like it. I like it. Does Oregon
8: wow. off the top of your head anybody else besides Ohio State out of conference? Tough. If that's the case, if they. Because I think they can handle themselves pretty easily in the, in the Pac-12. So wow. I think it'd be a team to really look at. on bullish on a Pac-12
1: squad. I like it. I, like it. I, I You know, look, I, I cheated a little bit and talked to uh, our buddy Michael Calabrese mm-hmm. about this uh, on another show. Out of conference, no. I mean, you, you're pretty much locked in. Fresno State is where you open up with. You're at Ohio State, then Stony Brook. And then it's, you know, Arizona, Stanford, Cal. Oregon. Mm-hmm. You've got Colorado, Washington State, Oregon State at the end, and yeah, then that's, Utah that's Oregon State. Yeah, it's very doable.
8: Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's a. I like that. That's good. Okay. The the
1: one team that I would be concerned about, actually, about all of this, ironically, outside of Ohio State, the one team I would be concerned about, especially because it's on the road, Chip Kelly.
6: Yeah. Yes, They're, they're going to be pretty good this year.
1: Everybody on yep. defense, yeah. except and
6: like the quarterback,
1: quarterback too. Yes, and the yeah. quarterback.
8: Well, and, and it's it's all of his guys at this point, you know, really? and for for a couple of years and it was easy to bag on him, but for a couple of, or how I would say bag for, for a lot of those years it was he was it was inherited, you know, Jim Mora stuff. Now it's all his guys. So, it's going to be interesting. They're a team to just kind of watch. I don't think they're going to win, you know, a, a national championship,
4: No, just, no,
1: just, no. But yeah. look, you said it's seven wins. I think their win total is at seven and a half. That's, yeah. I would go over on that. I, I, I would sure. go over on
4: that.
8: Yep. Bye, right, brother. Is there anything else that we can help get out, promote? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you? yeah. Go to um, anywhere you get your podcast or PhiladelphiaEagles.com. We we did a second season of Return Game. Uh, it, it, it's, called, it's called Birds, Boys, and Bad Blood. It's basically nine, ten episodes of the history of the Eagles and Cowboys rivalry. And oh it, wow. It has some heavy hitters in it. Uh not the you know, people who played coaches, but also stars from the Philadelphia area talking about their, you know, their their history with the Cowboys. Some really good stuff in there. Uh myself D Gunn mm-hmm. are the hosts. That's uh, right. Oh, it's great. Really, really well done. So if you get a chance, you know, you're driving home, or driving driving to work, it's it's a nice little uh Nice little commuter for you.
2: Birds, boys, and bad blood.
8: Yeah. Eagles Cowboys rivalry. It's called, it's Return Game Season Two. This is the second season we've done. So nice. Appreciate it.
2: Fantastic.
8: Fantastic. Well, Rob, we appreciate you, man. Anytime. Anytime. Love hanging with you guys.
1: All right,
2: brother. Thanks,
8: Rob.
1: Enjoy it. That's Rob Ellis at Rob underscore Ellis. All right. We got to take a break across the board here. We're back in three on the Jacob Media YouTube page and
7: Sports Map Radio. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob E.
4: I get scared sometimes.
6: Of a lot of things.
5: Joining in.
6: Decisions.
4: The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say.
0: But as I always say.
5: It's okay to be afraid.
0: As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward.
6: It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com.
2: Look at the stream here, Joey B. Very active. Liberty and Coastal Carolina, the ACC. In a few years, I don't see that happening. Um, what else we got here? Uh, uh, oh man, people weighing in on Robbie E's quotes. Yeah, how much does your wife weigh? Was that was that was mine actually? That was mine. That was during the wife carrying interview. <laughs> Our program director hated it. But by the way, the program director checked in on Twitter today during the show. Is that right? Yeah, there was a a tweet put up by the podcast account, swing it and ding it, of a picture of because one of the prizes was this like 60 some odd, 70 some odd uh, inch TV screen uh, that we gave away. And the guy who won it was driving down the Schuylkill Expressway going home from the outing and thank goodness he had a convertible car cuz there's no way it would have fit in oh my goodness the car so the the top was down and the tv box is sitting in there and somebody snapped a picture of it got it to us and we put it up on twitter and i you know retweeted the tweet with a quote saying quite a haul h a u l the old program director sees that tweet and goes not
1: haul and oats hair oh but- man now, don't you have to put Hall and Oates, like H-O-U-L and Oates? Well, I don't know if
2: there's a rule on that, but he's, okay. he did not do he He said the band, Hall and Oates.
1: We don't need a ruling on that? Uh, no. We don't need a ruling on that? No. I thought, it was, I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That's great, by the way. <laughs> That's hilarious. We should get him on, you know? What's he doing? I he thought- walked come on? Promote the hell out of a station. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, right. He could confirm all this stuff that we keep talking about. Right. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. You want me to text him? I'll try to get him on. Why not? Well, I, we have another guest coming on, so it wouldn't be today. No, not today. Probably have to be like Monday because Friday is going to be all recap of the game. Yeah, right, right. Well,
2: That's- we have Mark McMillan, too, on Friday.
1: Oh, correct. Correct. Yeah. It, it can't be more than just that either. Right. No, good call on that. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll have to get him on Monday. And how about Brace getting out of doing his show yesterday? Well, he's (laughs) the boss. I know. He he just pins it on (laughs) slash Joe Tanzi. And look, don't let John Jansen fool you. He's a mini me. And he's oh. not going to be many much longer, the, the more work he keeps doing. But this guy has, he does more stuff than me. He's on all the time. And, yeah, because yeah. he can't help it. Right, right. Because he's like me, where it's right. like if he goes too long without a platform, he goes crazy. That's that's the whole thing I'm saying is so, right. yeah. So Brace took full advantage mm-hmm. of these, uh, of Jansen first and foremost, and then, you know, other guys there. So, yeah, look, it's it pays to be the boss. Right. right. And wouldn't you do the same damn thing? Of course I would. Okay. There you go.
2: We got Brendan Deeg coming up. Yes, we do. He's a writer at the Football Post, and he also has his own podcast. Uh, he's actually a co-host. We got to find out who he does this with. The Double Doink Podcast. Now, the Double Doink, I'm thinking, is referring to Cody Parkey's kick against the Eagles.
1: For the Bears, remember?
5: Mm-hmm.
1: The double doink. That's right. That's what he's most known for. Right. Nothing well, else, right? Nothing with us.
2: He's a friend of, of the family. Your family? My cousin is actually uh, buddies with him down in Florida. They live not far from one another.
1: Okay. Where, like, what area? Jupiter. Jupiter. Okay, nice. Yeah. So that's how you just get to know... Somebody like that, huh? Exactly. All right. All right. Carlos do asking for a Jacob Media shirt, Harry. He'll represent it in I Tennessee. I don't
2: have any Jacob Media t-shirts.
1: Yeah. And what part of Tennessee you are you repping down there? We want to make sure that it's an area we want to be repped. Right. You know, not Brent? where Nick
2: Kale lives.
1: No, no. I don't know where he lives. but Nashville. It's not Brentwood. I can tell you that. Well, yeah, no. I know Nashville, but like what areas around it? If he's out there playing the Hermitage every other day, then maybe I don't know. He is playing the Hermitage. That's where he plays.
2: Is he a member there? I. It's a public place, but I, I guess they I do think- still have membership. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like I think a lot of people have been grandfathered in, mm. and you do have membership like, like a lot of those places down Preferred there. Preferred tea times. Exactly. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Where you know golf now or something can't get you in. Right ahead of that. Okay, just checking to see where he is, if he's out there playing good golf. It's hard to find bad golf courses down there, though. I'll say
2: one of those tracks, because they got two courses there. One of them has Zoysia Fairways.
1: Is that just a – what type of grass is that? Like it's a what, very
2: what, heavy grass that is like – it's almost like hitting off a mat.
1: Really? So mm. does the ball grab? You don't get much roll?
2: Um, I don't – I mean, I don't know about roll, but it's a very firm – It's a very firm grass to hit balls on. Let's just put it that way. I'd like to try it. What's I've never played it.
1: Like, what's the difference you'll feel when you hit a
2: ball? Well, the ball sits up. Oh, okay, got it. Like the ball's not going to you know drop down like Bermuda where you get like yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
1: So that's what it is. It's like those fake grass driving range mats, kind of sit up at the top.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I get the feeling that it's similar to that.
1: Okay, now where is this place?
2: The Hermitage, one of the courses there. They have two.
5: Okay.
1: I didn't realize that there was a second course, yeah, that was specifically groomed that way, as opposed to the other one. No, they've got two. They're named
2: they they, they name the presidential, I think, and I forget what the other one is.
1: Okay. Saw a great tweet about calls. By the way, each month this guy's listening to. This is from Why Not Mikey P. Each month I'm listening to fill in the blank station. The amount of calls is out of hand. Oh, I yeah. I never stop calls, but please stop letting the clowns on who say, quote, buddy, quote, I was at the game. Mm-hmm. Don't know the difference between using seen and saw men over 50 still saying ain't.
4: Mm.
1: Well. I'd say just stop listening. Jake Arietta tonight, right in Colorado. Uh, really? Saturday. Is that right? He got signed again? Oh, yeah. he. Who signed him? Yes. The The Rockies signed him? No. I believe it was San Diego who signed him, right? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So he's pitching tonight against Carlos Gonzalez. Oh, Chi-Chi Gonzalez. Pardon me. Chi-Chi hmm. Gonzalez going up against Jake Arietta Oh, man. Oh, man. Now, what's this total already? Yeah, what, what is the total? 14. Jeez. It's Whoa.
6: 14.
1: Look, the Rockies hit when they're at home because everybody hits when they're at home. The Padres play in in such a pitcher-friendly park. Their numbers are always going to be a little off. They did win 7-3 Colorado last night.
6: Colorado.
1: Boy, this is a Padres victory and an under, I think. Mm. And Tatis, of course, is back. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants – look, Chichi Gonzalez is brutal. Jake Arietta is worse. Yes. So, I mean, boy, this game is at 310 today. This is a nice little matinee action here. Is it uh, also humid out there, hot and humid? It doesn't
2: get humid out there, does it?
1: Uh, it doesn't matter. The ball's going to fly anyway. Yeah. So, it, it wouldn't change much, I think, in that regard. I can,
2: I can tell by the way you're talking about it. You're tempted... To take the over.
1: No, I'm actually tempted to go under on this.
2: Really? It's juice to the under. Contrarian
1: play. 14. Oh, it's juice to the under. Yeah, but most people betting that game will take the over. Let's see. Let's see. Maybe maybe we have the market in here for Padres Rockies right now. Only about 6,000 tickets in. So this is far from a market that is set. All right. 58% of 6,200 tickets are on the under, making up Mm. 94% of the money so far. Now, look, that changed drastically with 4,000 more tickets coming in. Wow. I think you may have to go over here. That's a lot of money right there on the under, right? Wow. Nearly 100% of the ticket's money is on the under. You don't think that contrarian would be over, right?
2: Well, yeah, I guess so, but I'd I'd still take over.
1: Let's do it. I'm in. Let's do it. I'm going to go over 14. I wonder if I can get San Diego and over 14. That would be the play here, right? Mm hmm. Because I believe.
2: Marietta's ERA is 6.88.
1: Padres and over 13.5 is plus 190.
2: There you go. He had 20 starts with the Cubs.
1: No, he's terrible.
2: Only gave him 86 innings.
1: Terrible. Um, Oh, I wonder here. Just trying to figure this thing out.
2: 21 home runs he's allowed in 86 innings.
1: You know, you actually raise an interesting point here, which is about the weather in the afternoon versus...
2: A night game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would imagine that it's going to be a little more humid now than it would be at night.
2: You could find that. You know, there are days and nights. You know, how you can research that.
1: It's 84 degrees right now. Joey B can tell us. He lives out there. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what specific. I need the hour by hour in Denver. Hmm. All right, here it is. This game starts at 3 Mm o'clock. Local time, it's going to be 95 degrees, and there's going to be about 18% or so humidity. Uh, Not much. But the wind, the wind is the difference. The wind is half. It's it's like closer to half of the wind at 3 o'clock than it is when it picks up. Much well, more. Which exciting. way
2: the wind is blowing, too? That's you know that like like Wrigley Field. Sometimes
1: it blows in. Well, yeah, this looks like it's blowing out. But the difference between seven miles per hour at three versus fourteen at at seven or eight. All right, let's let's not subject Brendan to this nonsense here. Brendan D, how you doing?
9: I'm doing well, boys. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Great to have you, man.
1: Yes, thank you. So we're live on our stream right now. We'll be joined by uh, our national radio network, SportsMap Radio, coming up in about 45 seconds. So we can just shoot it. That's normally what we do is just kind of kick it for, well, another 40 seconds, and then we can.
2: Well, I got a question before we get to the network. You you seem like a big Eagles guy, and you're from Toronto. How did that Mm. work
9: out? So... My dad is a diehard Washington football team fan, and okay. like the uh, like the the bad son I am, when he showed me football when I was eight years old, of course I got to choose the other team. You rebel, and then, yeah. yeah, I rebel. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. It's funny. My oh. dad always my dad always tells people that he knows that I should be living in a tent outside, or should have been living in a tent outside when I was growing up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Basically, uh, my dad showed football. I think I was about seven or eight. And they were uh, the Washington was playing the Eagles, and I just fell in love with that uh, that defense, man. The, that early 2000 Eagles defense kind of caught my heart. And since then, right. just hold on one second,
1: like right. we're back. But you bring up a very interesting point here that I need to raise with both of you. Here's
4: a Chander Barrett Brooks and Harry May.
1: Brendan Deeg covers all things NFL for football at football post, which is the national football post, of course, the Twitter account for Brendan at Brendan Deeg NFP. The Double Doink podcast as well. And look, we're just happy that he's on with us and can spend some time talking about our birds and beyond. But Harry just asked Brendan in the break before we were back by uh, with SportsMap about his allegiance to the Philadelphia Eagles. And to paraphrase, you can fill in the blanks here. It was born out of resistance. simply yeah. right? Now, here's my concern, okay? because we're in Philadelphia. I grew up all my life, even outside of this area, initially in New York City, Southern Connecticut, as an Eagles fan, because my uncle at the time was from here and, and kidnapped me and made sure I was there for tire fires and everything at the vet. Now, I have an eight week old son and I am doing everything I possibly can to raise him as an Eagles fan, a Sixers fan, a Phillies fan, a Flyers fan, a Union fan, all the crap here in Philadelphia, right? But I'm afraid now, or actually was afraid, and now it's reinforced my fear that the one team that I really, really want him to care about in the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be the one team he's going to be like, man, screw this guy. I'm not yeah. following his team. This, this guy's been on my ass ever since I was <laughs> born, and now he wants me to follow this team, like and he's going to turn around and root yeah. for the
9: Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys. Oh, man. I don't think I could live with myself if I had a kid that became a Cowboys fan, to be honest. Yeah. But, but no, <laughs> honestly, the best way to do it is just bring them to a game, man. Bring them, around the, bring them around the clothing. You fall in love with that green. That's the best way to kind of go about it, you know? I think the <laughs> Eagles got the best colors in the division, so kind of just show them around. Show them clothes. Buy them Christmas gifts. Bring him to the link, maybe. I don't know. He'll follow right. up. I'm sure he will.
2: Well, <laughs> now I know from looking at your Twitter feed, um, at uh, Brendan Deeg NFP, why you're such an Alex Singleton fan, given the fact that you're in Canada, and he was a big star for a little while at the Canadian Football mm-hmm. League, right?
9: Yeah. So I actually I wrote a story on Alex. Uh, it came out about two weeks ago. You can check it out on my Twitter page. Um, I spoke with Alex, and I spoke with a couple of his teammates. So he actually... He was cut from the Seattle Seahawks. Those, like, I think it was 2014, 2015 Seahawks teams, they were stacked with, you had Bruce Irving, you had uh, Bobby Wagner. So he wasn't able to kind of, like, carve out a role there. He ended up back in Minnesota. I think he spent in New England a little time there. And then he just wanted to play football, and his mom was born – actually in Toronto. So she, he was able to get a Canadian passport and join and get into the CFL draft mm-hmm. in 2016. And I played football at York university, which is a university just, uh, just for 20 minutes East, um, I believe from Toronto. And uh, I knew who Alex was when he was drafted to CFL. Like I knew about him because I had some teammates that were in that exact draft. So I always know who he was. And when he became an Eagle, in 2019, he caught my eye. And then I'm not not—I'm not the biggest CFL guy here in Toronto. Like, it's not as big in Toronto as it is, like, out west. And, right. like, they love their football in Saskatchewan, Calgary, Winnipeg. It just, it's not the same vibe here. So I'm not going to lie and say, like, I watch Alex all throughout Calgary. But I didn't know who he was. He was CFL defensive player there in 2017. He won a great cup in 2018. So when he went to the Eagles 2019, he always a guy. Um, when I was coming up in this business, the guy I wanted to talk to and then I made it happen this year. He's a really nice guy and he worked hard. He he grew up in Southern California. He stayed yeah. in Calgary for three years. Like he didn't go back home. He worked his butt off in Calgary to get where he was today. And I just, I loved his story and I wanted to tell it. And I, and I, I wanted everyone to kind of know how hard he worked to get where he is today.
1: Yeah. We had him on, remember mm-hmm. Harry, yep. right uh, around. When he first right. got acquired by the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Yes. And you could just tell, and look, it, He's not alone. He's not an individual in the league, but you could just tell that everything that we were talking about was, was born out of him consuming the game Mm -hmm. and not only having a passion for it, but wanting to get better. And I think a lot of it is, as you know, you cover this league, a lot of, a lot of the NFL is that right. Mm -hmm. Where if you get past that top four to 5% of superstars and maybe the next 6% of stars, you have so many Alex Singletons out there, but the reality is they don't get their stories told because exactly. they're usually dwarfed by those star the superstars.
9: No, exactly. And look, this is a guy that like, in 2019, he barely made the roster. And yeah. now he is the starting linebacker. He's and a tackling he a machine. Leading tackler. Yeah, yeah. He was 15th in the NFL <laughs> in tackles last year. Yeah. And he led the Eagles in tackles. And he only started at 10 games. So, like, he, He's 27. I'm sure like, he's probably got a couple years left in his prime. But this is a guy for to keep an eye on this year, and he's, he had a great preseason game week one. He was all over the field, so – and he had, he had COVID basically right after I talked to him. He ended up getting diagnosed with COVID, which kind of held him back during training camp. But it doesn't look like he's missed a beat at all.
2: All right. What's your take on, on the quarterback situation here? They've obviously got two first-round picks, possibly three next year, depending on the whole Carson Wentz situation, which now looks a little bit more optimistic. Do you think Jalen Hurts is the guy? Do you hope he ends up being the guy? Or w- would you rather uh, draft somebody next year or maybe trade it all for Deshaun Watson when he gets cleared, if he
9: does? Well, I think the best case scenario for the Eagles as a franchise is he is the guy because then you can build around him with the, right. the draft capital that you that you've gotten this offseason. Is he going to be the guy? I, 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 don't, I don't. I know it's a bad answer, but I don't know. Like mm-hmm. no one really knows, right? He's only played four games in the NFL, and I said it when I said it before last year. He should have put him in a couple games earlier. They let Wentz hang around too long. If you put him in a few games earlier, maybe you would have known what you had in Hurts. Like, you only played him four games. You don't know what you have in the guy. And, look, his four games wasn't great. Like, he had the Cardinals game last year, which was awesome. But a lot of it was rushing. Like, he hasn't been, he hasn't shown his kind of a passing ability. And I did the NFC East. We did our NFC East preview on our podcast yesterday. So I kind of dove into this division and dove more into kind of the stats on Jalen Hurts from last year. So the Eagles as an offense last year finished 28th in DVOA. Football Outsiders has a metric called DVOA, which kind of just ranks offense, defenses, and, te- and total teams. Eagles offense was 28th as a team, 31st with Wentz, 21st with Hurts. So they were a little better with Jalen Hurts at the helm. Mm. And there's a stat that I really liked that uh, kind of intrigued – two stats that intrigued me if you want to kind of ride the Hertz train and kind of make you feel better about him. There's a stat that Next Gen Stats put, so ESPN's uh, stat generator. It's called expected completion percentage. So what that mm-hmm. means is it kind of rates how hard, difficult your throws are, how far your throws are, how much separation the wide receivers have gotten. So basically, it kind of puts everything together, cuts all the fat, and how hard was difficult was his throw? Jalen Hurts was first, and factored into that real quick. Drops are factored into okay, it, okay. it as well. I'm yeah. Curious. So
1: Jalen Hurts. Just curious.
9: Yeah. No, you're, you're correct. Drops are factored into it. So he was 41st at a 41 quarterback last year in expected completion percentage. That means all the throws are very, very difficult. That yeah. means all the throws that he was making were not easy. That means Doug Peterson in the offensive scheme was not good. They were not scheming open throws to him. They were not giving him the best opportunity to succeed. So that's a, that's a, that's a positive. So that means Nick Sirianni, of course, he's a wide receiver guy. He's been, he's been uh, pushing his narrative out that he's going to make it easier on the quarterback, get the wide receivers open. And another stat is Jalen Hurts had the second highest yards per attempt in the NFL last year at 9.5. So he's not, he's not worried about throwing the ball downfield. He's okay with throwing the ball deep. Again, those two stats are finicky, but I, I think I there think there is something there. But the other thing is, too, I don't think the Eagles are going to be very patient with them at all. Like, I think if he goes – if they go 7-10 and 10 this year, I don't think Howie and, and Jeffrey Lurie are going to wait to pull the trigger on the quarterback. They're not patient guys with that position. They love the quarterback position, and if there's a guy out there that they think that could, is better than Jalen Hurts, they'll go and get him. I don't really know what kind of the tipping point is. Like, it doesn't seem like Howie and Lurie are even very pumped up about him missing. year. No. Right? Like he's not even yeah. in any of like the marketing material. I don't know. Notices. Like he's nowhere to be found around the Lincoln financial. Field, right. So. You know, the most, oh, I'm sorry. No, keep going. I'm done. The most disappointing part
1: to follow up to your point there at the end is that even in relation to reporters asking about Deshaun Watson, at one point, Aaron Rodgers, they've never shut it down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. ne- it's never. And you know what? even if you get the prototypical half ass we don't like to talk about it, you don't even have it at the end. Like, here's what I'm asking for, Brendan, from Howie Roseman and, and company, is not just, we don't talk about anybody under contract, but we don't talk about any anybody under contract, and Jalen Hurts is our guy. Right. I don't think you could find anybody saying that in no. relation to a no, responsibility. No, no one's saying it. No one's no, saying it. No. which no. is disheartening because you, me, Mays, and the stream all know that Joe Flacco, outside of an injury to Jalen Hurts, ain't starting week one.
2: No, but that's the thing. You brought him up. Joe Flacco is the only guy that I've heard really say that Jalen Hurts is <laughs> yeah, the guy. He's true. basically, right, he's You're basically right. now, you know, saying, like, yeah, Jalen, Jalen's the number one guy. (laughs)
9: Mm -hmm. I have no, I have no business. I don't want to watch a Joe Flacco that Eagles offense. I don't think anybody does. So (laughs) they should be going out there and I know they don't either. So the fact that they haven't said it, look, I don't, I don't think it's a huge deal, but I do think it is somewhat of a deal that they're not even saying his name. He's not in any marketing material. So they're, they're an open book. It's almost like Hertz is the only guy that can take the, the job right now. Right. He's the only one that's in the building. That's good enough to do it. So he's getting it by default. And that's another thing, too. I don't, I can't remember a second round pick that has just kind of flourished into a starting job like this. I think Jalen Hurts has a wicked opportunity in front of him right now. No. This doesn't happen very often. No, he was not even supposed to be drafted second round. I don't think if the Eagles don't take him there at 53, he gets into the third round, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So he's a third round quarterback talent starting in year two. That doesn't happen very often. So no. he's, this is a huge opportunity for him to kind of take this and run with it.
2: At Brendan Deeg NFP on Twitter, I got one last one for you. It's the NFC East in, in total. Like, well, how do you th- see this shaping out, you know, or or playing out? If you had to sort of rank them right now,
9: so I I what if you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said the Dallas Cowboys were in this division. This Dak Prescott thing's freaking me out. Like, if you're a Cowboys fan, I would be worried. Uh, this is he's coming already mm-hmm. off a serious injury, and mm-hmm. now like I know they're saying his shoulder's fine, it's healing, but. Look, he hasn't, he's not plaque. He's not practicing right now. He's not getting those reps. It just, it's, if I was a Cowboys fan, I'd be worried there. If I was to say right now, I said on our show yesterday, I'd probably take Washington just with the way the roster is built. I think their defense was very good last year. Yeah. I think it could get even better. A lot of those defensive linemen are young and still haven't hit their prime yet. Like Chase Young. Is still not even have to think about yeah. it. It's scary, exactly. Yeah. And I think their offense last year was thirty second in DVOA, dead last. So if Ryan Fitzpatrick can even just kind of bring them to mediocre offense, and that like t- like that eighteen to twenty second best offense range, then they'll be great. And like I think they they got ten games uh, mm. winning ten games written all over them. I it's tough. I think all four teams can win it. I'm not huge on the Giants, but I do think there is a scenario where Daniel Jones does make some sort of a leap up and then does play better and Saquon Barkley's healthy and Leonard Williams continues to dominate. It's as open as a division in the NFL as it gets. Like mm-hmm. we're doing our division breakdowns again, like I said, and this is the most open division of football that I've noticed. Any team can win it. There's a scenario for any team in this division that, that can come out and they can win it. Like the Eagles, for instance, if Hurts plays really well, he becomes like a top 15 quarterback. They can, they can sneak in and win and that defensive line no line stays healthy. Like, there's so many different scenarios where this division can go. And I think it's the most interesting division of football besides the AFC North. I think those two are my favorite divisions to watch this year. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun to see where these teams all end.
1: I just want to follow up on one thing really quick. You mentioned about Hertz and just how fidgety this front office, including the owner, can be about moving on from that position. Brendan, hang for a second. We're going to break on the network. We're still live in the Jacob Media YouTube page, back in three on Map Radio. So just maybe it's easier if I give you maybe a couple of hypotheticals here. But I wonder, where is the line when it, you're looking at Balancing individual and team success to where Jalen Hurts has to clear in order to keep his job. Because, right, right, I wonder if even making, I don't know, I'll leave it at that. I'm sorry.
9: I I, honestly, that's a good question. I don't know, like, that's what's weird about this whole situation. No one knows what the line is. Like, the most likely scenario for the Eagles is they go six and 11 and seven and 10. Hertz is around the twentieth best quarterback. Is that good enough? Like, i'd probably not. Like, but that's the most likely scenario in my opinion for this team. Like, it, no one knows what how he's thinking, right? Like, he's yeah. been very quiet on this quarterback end since he's traded Wentz. And these guys, they love quarterbacks. We know that, right? They are obsessed with that position, so they want to perfect it. So, if unless Hertz, to my opinion, is a top ten quarterback this year, I, I don't, I, I don't think he's the quarterback of twenty twenty two. Like in, they didn't get this draft capital, capital for no reason. Like they got it for some point, right? So and I, I don't know crazy. what the line is. It's weird. I don't know what how he's thinking, right?
1: Nobody, like not even Dak Prescott, right? Like nobody drafted, I think, rounds one through three that gets the shot to start at the quarterback position has this short of a time to prove themselves. Not to mm-hmm. say that Jalen Hurts won't go to another team and play well. Right. But that's what I see. To go, mm-hmm. To base off your example, Brendan, I see this team winning six games this year the Eagles being enamored with either somebody in the draft or somebody they could trade for, and Jalen Hurts goes somewhere else and makes a Pro Bowl. And we're yeah. all looking around like
5: –
2: Oh, man.
9: Definitely. W- That's definitely in the rumble." Wouldn't that be incredible if, if oh. not
2: only he but also Wentz goes to a Pro no, Bowl God again? God
9: God sakes. That'd so cannibal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh God's
2: sake. I'd be so The, the uh, Double Doink podcast getting yeah. some love on the stream here from our yeah, guys. Yeah.
1: So yes, real quick, just just do whatever you can to promote that and anything
9: else you can to our stream and beyond, please. Sounds good. So Double Drum Podcast you can find it on Apple Spotify, has some great guests, I went Robert Mays from Athletic on, you can check out my interview with Alex Singleton that's on there as well. It's also on my YouTube page. Um, you can check out the national football post. So starting, so it's more of a betting, it's a betting and NFL news site. So it kind of does both of the best, best of both worlds. All Love the it. betting content's going to start coming out next week. We're rolling all that out. Just signed sponsorship of FanDuel and DraftKings as well. So st- stuff starting to pick up, right? And uh, our, our division preview series is still chugging along on the double doing podcast. We're doing the NFC South today, and then we're, we're finishing it up on Friday with the NFC West and the NFC North. So wow. make sure to follow all, the, all, all that. And then, uh, yeah, we have some great guests lined up as well. We have Arizona Cardinals writer Dan Urban coming on um, at the end of the week. So, yeah, a bunch of stuff coming on. Football season's almost here, guys. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, fired it's crazy. up. I'm going to leave it with this
1: future's bet here, okay? Yeah. Because right. you're 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 preaching to the choir here. That we're we're degenerates to the bone. So <laughs> just that. It's, Love to see it. it's dropped already, and I think you can get it elsewhere. I'm sure here we're in PA here, so everything's legal. I'm only looking at one book, so I'm sure you can get it a little bit better somewhere else. But mm-hmm. most regular season rushing touchdowns plus five thousand Lamar Jackson.
9: That's not crazy. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wasn't gonna give you. you know, <laughs> Henry. That's actually not. That's actually not crazy. I, I'm surprised it's plus five thousand. I'm surprised the odds are that high. Um. That would... that's what jumped out. Like this should probably yeah. be about you know twenty five
1: hundred. Yeah. You know he is. What I think I you're see. just
2: be better off just taking a hundred dollars and burning it.
9: <laughs> and burning uh, it. You know what? I'm gonna try, <laughs> I'm gonna put a hundred dollars just to <laughs> fight you, Harry. Yeah. Here's a good one for you guys. If you put twenty dollars on the Detroit Lions to win the most games the NFL is here, you'll win thirty thousand dollars. So if you want to light twenty dollars on fire, there's one.
1: For
2: yeah, me. there, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: you know, here's the thing. I, I don't think, to be fair, gentlemen, that my futures bet should be placed in that same category <laughs> no. as the line. That's fair. That's I don't fair. Know, okay, I'll, I'll figure
9: that out. That's think fair. It, All uh, right, yeah, you're fair, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. I don't think it's the same. Look, it's it's possible, but I do think I do think they're trying to keep them. They're not trying to run them around as much in the red zone. That's where injuries happen. I, I'm sure they're trying Good to point. get the passing game opened up more. A guy, a guy I do like for that bet is Aaron Jones. Watch out for him this year. I think he's going to be heavily on oh, yeah. the Green Bay Packers offense, even with um, – oh, God, who's the – A.J. Dillon behind him. I still think Aaron Jones is going to be the main guy. Um, but that's a tough – there's such a hard kind of uh, bet to grasp. There's so many good running backs out this mm-hmm. year. Christian McGaffrey's back. So probably a bet to stay away from, but honestly, the plus 5,000 odds is juicy.
1: All good, brother. I love well, it. We appreciate you big time. Thanks, today. man. Thank you awesome. so much. Thanks on, guys. Anytime. You got it. Brendan Deeg. Hanging out with us. Love that. Idea. Ooh. Yep. Wicked. Look, such an underrated term an yeah. adjective, right? Isn't that I, more associated with Boston area than Canada?
8: No, yeah. I heard it a lot
1: when I was in Calgary. Oh, you yeah. did. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm sure somebody in Boston stole it.
2: Oh, from you think Canadian they pilfered place. it from the yeah. Canadians. Okay. Yeah. Like
1: we're the barstool sports of the world. We mm. just steal stuff and don't credit people. <laughs> 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 don't let Kevin Kikade hear that. He'll have oh. a conniption fit. No, wow. I, I was looking for um we have a couple of these futures tools over at Osimo awesome and one of them was most rushing touchdowns and Lamar Jackson popped up a lot. Wow as far as season long player props and Lamar Jackson pops up a lot here. What is Najee Harris's number? The number for Harris is plus thirty five hundred. A mm. hundred dollars wins me five grand on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's not gonna win. It's not well, going to happen. It's it's got a look. It's got a pretty good shot of happening for somebody in plus five thousand range. I'm looking at rushing touchdowns this year, right? Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's over return of investment. He's projected at 11 and a half. The odds it goes over I have is seventy four percent. Seventy four percent. If he's over 11 and a half touchdown rushing touchdowns this year, Harry, he's got a pretty good shot at leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Hmm. That's that's what I'm drawing this year. Look, hmm. you think I just pull this out of my ass? Yes. I think you do minutes. Yes. You got to listen to what are the odds, man? We go deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. We're out of here. We appreciate everybody hanging with us. We're back, back, tomorrow. back tomorrow. Yes. Yep. Back tomorrow. We've got game day tomorrow and, How much do you think right now, it's subject to change, but in 30 seconds, less than that, actually 20 seconds, how much does Hurts play? Um, Take with that.
2: Well, he played, what, two or three series last week? I'm going to say he's going to play a quarter and a half. A quarter and a half, not a half. Like a half the second quarter, he'll be out. We're out. We'll see you tomorrow.